Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of Video Game Apocalypse. I, as always, am your host, Michael Rapares. With me in the kitchen studio are... Tyler Wild. I thought you were going to point somewhere else. Yeah. I wasn't ready, because uh, usually you point somewhere else. I, I do, I do. But this time I figured I'd single you out first, since our, our seating has changed slightly, and you're sitting directly in front of me. Hi, Michael. So, um, yeah, I really should have done a better job introducing you as... Um, what, what's your, your title now? Um... Constant podcast slave, I guess. Yeah. Like that. I don't okay. Know. Guy who lives yeah. here. <laughs> um, crate that sits uh, in a chair, occupying space. This will be talks my into a microphone. fifth hour of podcasting this week. Oh, All who's right. that joining us? It's Henry Gilbert of Games hey. Radar. It's a Sweet Sixteen episode. I want a Ferrari, and if you give me an Acura, <laughs> I'm going to be really. I'll hate, hate you forever. <laughs> a car joke. Thank you, Henry. And. Well, uh, Joining us once again from Wikia is... A wilting head of lettuce. A wilting head of lettuce <laughs> named Michael Grimm. Hi. Hey, yeah, Hi. I'm from GamesRadar.com. I, I mentioned that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't did you, did you mention GamesRadar.com? I did mention GamesRadar.com. Well, not .com specifically, but I think people know GamesRadar is a .com. Grimm, have you not seen that episode? That's like the episode of Super Sweet 16 where it's... The whole show is about showing rich cunts whine about... Uh, I'm aware of what the, the show is. So the, the, the quintessential scene from it is the mom buys her a car. Yes. It surprises her at her high school. And she and it's a fancy, great Acura. Uh, uh, no, uh, that's the that's the Honda that's, that's above... Yeah, that's uh, the luxury Honda. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Good. And good, then good, she Henry. shows it to her. And then the daughter's like... Oh, and she just cries and runs away like, how dare you? I want a Ferrari. You promised me a Ferrari. You give me this shit. You hate me. Like it's uh, Wow, we're that, already on to saying cunts in the first segment. This sorry. is what happens when we lose our one female member. Uh, for those of you who missed out on last week, Anne Lewis can no longer co-host. Uh, she now works at Ubisoft, so round of congratulations for her. Mm-hmm. But that does leave us kind of rudderless and uh, leaves me in this new seat where I get to stare at Tyler. And Jesus Christ, look out! Oh, oh my God, is everyone okay? Jesus Christ, Michael, you crashed the show. I'm, I'm sorry, I just... Dick, I broke my dolls. Weren't you watching the road, you asshole? Well, Ann usually does that for me. Can you call AAA? I usually just use Ann's membership. Holy fuck, man, you hit a guy. What? Shit, shit, shit. I can't go back to jail. Oh my god, you guys, it's... Dude, Lombardi! Fuck, he's dead. Now what do we do? Worry not, for all is well. Oh wow, you're waving to us from the clouds. That's right. And even though I've only been up here three seconds, let me tell you, heaven's a wonderful place. It's nothing but Animal Crossing and Pokemon 24-7, everywhere you look. And DuckTales Remastered, coming soon to XBLA, PSN, and Wii U later this year. That sounds like heaven. It is. Oh, and uh, you guys should hide the body. Just bury it on the side of the road, I don't care. I'm telling you, it's great up here. See you real soon. Wow, thanks, Duke. Real soon. Uh... Real soon. Well, there he goes. Guess we better bury this body. Uh, hey, what's the big deal? Duke, I thought you were dead. For being hit by your show? <laughs> nah, I was just napping. Were you guys really gonna bury me? Well, yeah, I mean, you told us to. From heaven and everything. <laughs> nah, that's just my soul. I sold it to Jesus for a big stack of cash, and now it's always trying to get me killed. Huh, okay. Uh, hey, can you help us get our show back on track? I think I just did. 
Wow. Thanks, Duke. Whatever. Fuck off. Wow, that was weird. Okay, well, um, glad glad we got things back on track. Thanks, Duke. Uh, so we begin every uh, show, I guess you could call them shows, with a top five. And this week, uh, we're doing, what did I call this again? Uh, memorable performances in terrible video game movies. Most oh. memorable, right? Most memorable. The top five most memorable. Well, that's implied when it's top five. Oh, fine. Mm. Top five. Excuse me, memorable. Mr. Headline Doctor. Actually, it's <laughs> the most five. <laughs> most hundred best five. The most ten. five terrible movie performance memorabilias. Terrible slip. <laughs> the most yeah. my. Quick, SEO the shit out of this motherfucker. What else num- we got? What else we got? <laughs> you will be number one in SEO that way. Yes. Booth babes. Um, uh, hot sex. Uh, hot sex cock BB. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Felch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. W. Right. What does that mean? Uh, big beautiful woman. Oh, correct. I never knew that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is going off without a hitch. This is Donovan to all combatants. Welcome to DOA. Fights can happen anytime, any place, against anyone. That is, of course, Eric Roberts in DOA as Dr. Victor Donovan. Uh, this is kind of a weird role. I love Eric Roberts' voice. Yeah, and this I, I, I'm uh, bending the terrible rule a little bit mm. on this first one because I actually really liked the DOA movie. I think if compared to other video game movies, it is more self-aware and less shitty, and it's actually fun, and you can tell the actors actually had fun doing it. And no one has respect for DOA anyway as yeah. a franchise. So. And yeah, that's true. And and which is weird because it has arguably more respect for its source material than any other <laughs> video game movie. So really, uh, all you need to do to make these successful in Hollywood is you take a game about women punching each other in the uh-huh. tit, and that becomes a hugely watchable action movie. How did Peter Travers feel about it? Did, um, did you think it was a roller coaster? I think he said, I'm the critic at Rolling Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Look at please. my quote. No, come on. He delegated that to a freelancer. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this actually this had a bunch of kind of memorably over the top performances. I thought Jamie Presley was really fun. Um, I love Jamie Presley. Like yeah. she's I she was like a good actress and stuff, and then she just mm-hmm. embraced her inner white trash on My yeah. Name Is Earl. Yeah, well, it's 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 more along those lines. Uh, her her role as Tina, mm-hmm. and uh, Devon Aoki is in it as Kasumi, and it really makes you appreciate how much she didn't talk in Sin City. Because she's kind of awful. Let's not forget her professional turn in Too Fast, Too Furious, where she is also horrible. I don't doubt it for a second. You know, she's the daughter of the Benihana Empire. I, I heard that. Man, at some that point. makes yeah. me hate her even more. Because, <laughs> like, she doesn't even need to act that much. And her does. brother is that guy, Steve Aoki, who's like an annoying club DJ who's oh, also incredibly oh, successful. Uh, yep. What a, I saw. Here, here's a funny YouTube video, guys, to look up. <laughs> It is DJ intervention where someone they inter they intervene not with a DJ like really you gotta stop you're awful but and the DJ they get is DJ Rich Kid is his name and his thing is he's just rich and he throws awesome parties so everybody just goes to hear him DJ anyway all right anyway so dead or alive um, Eric Roberts is great. for me yeah Eric Roberts was one of the highlights of this movie um, with lines like this I challenge you to a fight you win. They all go free. If you refuse my simple request, they die. Okay, he's so he's good. mostly memorable. Just he has like this really weird mullet through the movie. 
And his his evil villain plan is he he has this uh, island headquarters, this fortress that looks like it costs millions of dollars to construct. And he invites the best fighters from all over the world for this big secret tournament. And he injects them all with nanomachines, which exist to record their fight data. And he takes that fight data and he puts it into a pair of sunglasses that can be used uh, to predict the outcome of hand-to-hand fights. You're right, Michael. This does sound good. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm not explaining. Eric that. Roberts, it's his career has kind of been sad. Where he was one of those, one of those guys who was just a promising actor in the '80s, and then you feel that he enjoyed drugs too much and mm. didn't care too much about his career instead. And that that's just when you look at his. Like I thought he did a great job in The Dark Knight, but when you look at his face, you're like. You 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 spent some Mickey Rourke years. This uh, here's a sidetrack. I don't know if you guys went and saw, but I showed a movie called A Talking Cat! Exclamation point question mark, which is a straight to DVD family comedy movie about a cat who talks, uh, and Eric Roberts voices the cat in that movie. This movie came out <laughs> wow. last year, uh, and it is literally he left voice messages on his iPhone, and that's the sound that they used for the cat's voice. Oh my god, it Man. is. Pretty sad. So it sounds like tinny and distant. Yes, it's well, a pretty <laughs> incredible film, and it's his his voice talking like this, and it's just a cat. I heard the film was filmed like by a porno. Yes, dude. the it's director. Like just, it looks like the scenes between sex yep. in a porno. Yep, yep. yep. It, it, he cuts to a waterfall to indicate a scene transition, but it's just it like. Every single scene seems to be building up to screw in, and yes. then it cuts to a waterfall for us to go. Now they're fucking, which is particularly when weird when the father talks to his son because he frames them up real close and intensely when they're talking with that <laughs> with that really soft lighting, and his son's like lying on the couch with like cut Dead off jeans, like and just like showing his legs going. Dad, and the whole movie God. is filmed in like a porn mansion in San Bernardino, <laughs> so you really know it's, it's very authentic. But yeah, uh, Eric Roberts, dead or alive? Yeah, dead or alive. That's exactly what your father said right before I had him killed. Nice, classic. Mm, I feel like that's but, a type of line we'll hear, hear echoed later yeah. in this. Later. Well, and I, I should clarify. Um, even though I, I have a lot of praise for this movie, I wouldn't call it good. It's just so bad that it's good, and yeah. it's it's bad in more in ways that are much more fun than say an Uwe Boll film. It'd be mm. fun if it were just awful, because then Peter Travers could have called it Dead on Arrival. That's What's correct. this fixation with Peter Travers? I don't know. It's something he said about the Star Trek. I read his review, and he said uh, it was a romp of a of a fun time. It was a rollicking uh, fun no. rollick. <laughs> He said, Abrams boldly goes into Star Trek Into the Darkness and uh, somethings it again. Michael, this this has given me an idea for question of the week, though. Yeah? Okay, guys. Is Michael the only one on Earth that's seen this movie? I (laughs) think I may be because none of you have uh, talked about it for more than two seconds. (laughs) I remember looking at pictures of it in a feature you wrote when I was CMSing. Ah, I remember that. (laughs) All right. I remember but, there's a fight scene in towels. I remember that, like the mm. one. Yeah. Well, there, I, I watched some of it again uh, to collect sounds for this, and like there are some really striking scenes, like the way that they're shot. Like there's a scene between uh, Helena and other white chick um, that's like in in the rain in slow motion on a beach, and it's like, oh, this is actually really pretty to watch. But. Yeah. Uh, and and with 100% fewer bouncing tits than in the game. They're actually uh, almost sensibly dressed half the time. Uh, what? 
That's insane. <laughs> well, no human woman can actually match their boobs. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's, but yeah, I mean, take a game about a bunch of bouncy mannequins, and the movie turns out to have actually have some interesting female characters. So strange. That's a that shocker. Is a surprise. It is a surprise. Imagine Devon and I keep putting out her copy of uh, the Bell Jar and just discussing <laughs> with Helena. I didn't say interesting female actresses, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to those other kinds of actresses. But, uh, <laughs> all right, we should probably move on. Number four. This is Aileen Cedric. She's the assistant curator. We have artifacts coming in from all around the world. Until Hudgens gets back, I will be doing all his cataloging for him. Hi, I'm Tara Reed, and I'm a scientist. I'm in a movie called Alone in the Dark. <laughs> that's that's so wow. cool. Uh, yeah. 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 What? I saw oh. that movie and remember so little about it that I couldn't identify that clip you just played. I recognize it as Tara Reed. It is the most forgettable film. It's real, it I really, really have it's, no it's idea what happens in that movie. Utter garbage. It's incomprehensible I to saw watch. It in the theater. Yeah. But yes. like it's not House of the Dead when you're watching it. I got angry as like I am insulted by this. That they thought that this counts as a movie, that this counts as a scene. Like in House of the Dead, I remember specifically watching in a five minute fight scene. And then a guy flashes back at the end of that fight scene to the fight scene that just happened. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, I could yep. not believe this. But we had to rewatch the damn fight scene at like 1.5 times speed. Yeah. But then, af- but meanwhile, with Alone in the Dark, aside from the long opening description that described nothing, yep. I don't remember anything about. That well, movie. do you remember the taut and believable uh, romance between Tara Reid and Christian Slater? No. Edward- Dead, you asshole. Give me one reason why well, I should ever even speak to you again. I should ever even speak to you. You know what she sounds like? She sounds like. Have you have you guys watched Robot Chicken with the the Lohan Lindsay Lohan bits? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sounds I like want this. A big trailer, and I want a, a trailer and my trailer, and my dog needs an assistant dog. Thank you, Seth Green or whoever for recording. I think that, that. was uh, Breck and Meyer. Breck and Meyer could be. That's my bet. Sure. I'll, He's I'll, a regular uh, on that. She does sound like her. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to get vaguely depressed, I recommend following Tara Reid on Twitter. Oh, oh really? Her entire life is just a parade of going to like different club openings in Las Vegas and around the world where they pay her to show up. And she's just like, thank you, whatever, casino, for a great mm-hmm. night and blah, blah, blah. I wonder if that yeah. wears on her or if she, like, if, if she's actually aware of how bad she's got it or if she's just like, I get to go to parties every night. It may be nice for her. She may enjoy it. Maybe. Reading Could it be. makes it seem like a hellish nightmare that yeah. would be yeah. what would happen to me. Uh-huh. If I was forced in hell, I would be forced to go to well, horrible you know, Las Vegas you, clubs every you night. If you like hanging out with people and going clubbing, I'm sure it's pretty if fun. If I were in hell, I'd be forced to follow her and Rivers Cuomo and <laughs> just have you heard read his, their uh, tweets all the time. Have you heard his Japanese album, Rivers Cuomo? Nope. He just released an album in Japanese. Because cool. uh, because he finally lived his dream of marrying a Japanese girl. Oh, of course. <laughs> Fucking Japanese. great and not creepy at all. Yeah. So you get to hear him go like, Boku wa desu. Fuck. Ah! It's like, if you had just talked about marrying a Japanese girl before, all right. But if you made a whole song about it and then do it, that is weird. It is very creepy. Guy, that is weird. It is like, I will not be able to find love outside of this race that I have decided mm-hmm. will be my love. Oh. I wear my fetishes on my, my sleeve. sleeve. <laughs> hey, more, more like, more like, 
Weezaboo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, he's like the he, he nice. seems very uh, Aspergery. He always did. Like that's kind of his thing. That's that's a knock on people with Aspergers. Okay. Well, he at least seemed on the spectrum, as they say. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put uh, it. But yeah, Terry, like. Do you yeah. think how much ru- how much like rub do those places even get? Or like, and, hey, look, it's Tara Reid. Like, man, I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, how, I, was, well, I guess I, I saw her reality much, show. How much rub do you get from Tara Reid? Am I right, yeah. bro? <laughs> 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 well, like, say you've got some, you know, this a 22 year old son of some oil sultan. Like, he shows up at your place. So like, hey, it's Tara Reid. He's like. I never heard of her. Well, like, he's just put her in the pile. Get, yeah. get me Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's easy. She's passed well, out in the bathroom. I will her. say Tara Reid makes a very convincing scientician. With the pieces assembled like this, maybe the computer can plot a location based on the symbols matching these constellations. I bet it can. So what are we looking for exactly? The app kind of used constellations to pinpoint a geographical location. But I don't think we could see in more than maybe 100 mile radius. Pinpoint a geographical <laughs> location. Yeah, so part of the, the fun of this scene, like watching they it, have cue is, cards for her? Well, that's the thing. Uh, when you're watching it, like she's staring at some fixed point <laughs> on the desk in front of her. So it's like, yeah. I think they just had her lines there and she's <laughs> reading sure. off it. Yeah. it. It sounds like she's reading. Yeah. They were, as Mystery Science Theater would say, they surgically implanted those lines into her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then when you watch that movie, like you think, oh, man, Christian Slater is slumming it, but Tara Reid is exactly where she belongs. Like, <laughs> Christian Slater is slumming it? That guy always seems to me like he's kind of the dude equivalent of Tara Reid, where he's just this kind of like haggard, worn down, did too many drugs for too many years, and now yeah. he's kind of like, Ugh. That's true. Every time I see him, he's more the the equivalent of Lindsay Lohan because they they are both actually talented on some level. Mm, Okay. Whereas they've they've just fallen very far. Okay. okay. You can watch you watch Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls like she's got a future. She can't act, but you watch Tara Reid in like American Pie, and you're like, no, she's awful. Like you are bad. (laughs) Like if you watched every American Pie film. She gets fewer and fewer lines each movie. Like, they keep bringing her back just to say, we got everybody, guys, even Tara Reid. But she says less and less things. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a sex scene in the movie where, uh, if you listen to the commentary, Bull talks about uh, how he's, he's annoyed by these American actresses they don't want to take their top off so she has the sex scene with the bra on it's very unnatural mm. but that's just how Americans are more like you wouldn't pay her enough money for <laughs> yeah. a nude yeah. scene yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen an American film with a nude scene in it well that's why like when he made Blood Rain he was raving about like this is great we just we, we're shooting he in Romania whores. and yeah just hire a bunch <laughs> of whores for like a hundred bucks each and they'll they'll do anything on camera it's great Filmmaking. That, that may be the most practical take I've ever heard on acting. He's a very pragmatic filmmaker. Although he did get Kristen so Lockin to be money. naked in it, didn't he? Hmm? He got Kristen Lockin to be naked in that Maybe. Movie, right? I forget. If I buy these slaves, they're way cheaper than actors. <laughs> Romania is the best. Who would have thought? <laughs> All right. All right. We're moving on. Terror Reed's done. And speaking of Uva Bowl. Number three. <laughs> Because you know, there are all that rumors out that my movies are financed with Nazi gold. And what should I say? It's true. But somebody must do something with the money. I get a little horny here on stage sometimes. If you see the crowd and all the children. <laughs> that is, of course, Uva Ball and Postal. I like that in one sentence. I am a Nazi pedophile. It's like, that's, <laughs> I, not, I am a Nazi pedophile. What else could you say? Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's a cameo. It's 
possibly the only worthwhile thing in the movie, unless you really wanted to see Dave Foley's junk. <laughs> I like because Dave you do Foley, see that. Dave and then, Foley's reasoning for that was like, all these women are naked in the scene. Fuck it. Like, look, I'm new too. There. Like, also, his yeah. reasoning for doing the whole movie is owing his ex-wife a shitload of money. Yeah, I yeah. feel bad for Dave Foley. That makes it really sad. On the WTF, he said that if he died, like that even wouldn't be escape because his children would have to pay her. Yeah. Like, his children would have to pay her? His other children. Oh. So not not the ones he's supposed to be supporting by giving her money. So if, Jesus. You, if you guys listening don't know what we're talking about, Dave Foley did a What the Fuck podcast at Mod Mar- Mark Marin, and it is one of the saddest things I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Thank yes. you, Mike. Yes. Yes, yeah, so you should depressing. go you should go listen to that. We need to give more context more often. Like <laughs> yes. But but well, mostly you. <laughs> hey. No, well, I'm I, I'm guilty of it too. I I almost like Uvibol. Just because he's just like I don't know. He's just that asshole who started doing stuff and got successful at it without being good at it and just knows that and doesn't care. He called himself a Nazi pedophile like right there just because he knows everybody yeah. hates him. Well, and, and that movie was kind of making fun of his career and playing up the fact that people hate it him. It was him making a comedy, but it was still, <laughs> yeah. though, completely tone deaf like everything yeah. else. Yeah, like, what's amazing <laughs> is that in, in making fun of himself, he made yeah. a terrible movie. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think that's the best word for it, tone deaf, just yeah. because I oh, imagine yeah. a comic standing at a microphone and screaming jokes with the moan modulation or pauses. <laughs> hey, that's pretty funny, right? I heard a great... Uh, I read this argument that he would make an amazing producer of films who should just hire good directors. Yeah, because he's very money conscious. He can make movies. Like, he gets movies made. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He knows all these loopholes. He, he pushes through movies that should never get made. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if someone gave him a movie that should be made... Who knows? He might yeah, do a good job. And, and to be fair, like that that Nazi gold thing is an exaggeration of of a real thing that people say about him, which is that he exploits a German law that says that uh, even if a film loses money, the investors can uh, or their their investment is insured. Basically, they will get the money mm, back just because uh, Germany wants films made yes, in Germany. Yes. Right. So he, he uses that to get all the money that he needs and to make these shitty films. And apparently a lot of them do make their money back like in Thailand and, you yes. know, various terrible shithole corners of the world. Yes. Not, not, Judge, not lumping Thailand in with that. <laughs> we're going to Germany making a mm-hmm. fake film, which we're all investors on. Mm-hmm. It's called The Producers. <laughs> <laughs> also, Damn so, it, they stole my idea after the fact. Did you guys... Uh, this is I think it's on Netflix Instant. The film Heckler... That Jamie Kennedy made. I've seen it. Yeah, it's that movie. I. It's also it's Jamie a real, Kennedy, and you guys can't see this listening, but I'm making a masturbating motion with my hands. <laughs> oh yeah, this guy's Jamie, a jagoff. Jamie <laughs> Kennedy didn't like that people said he sucks after he made some of the worst films ever. <laughs> yeah, made. I'm sorry. No, you don't yeah. get to pull that. Card. And so then, but he no had, son of the mask was really good. Uh huh. Incorrect. So, so then he goes to like he goes to his critics, and the thing I like the plot. The thing I'll say nice about Kennedy is when people, when he asked celebrities to uh, talk about being criticized, if they said, fuck you, I hate Jamie Kennedy, he kept that in the movie. Like, and <laughs> yeah, he, to his him. credit. And there is some funny stuff in that but, movie. But in the movie, he goes he goes to an Uobol, uh beat up his critics. Like, did that boxing yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that was critic. for Postal. Yeah. But I, for, that, I forget if he actually showed that over the credits or not. But it's also tone deaf. But it is, but it's also in Heckler. And he uses it as this triumphant scene of like, I know, that's see, this funny. great director is finally getting back at people. Yeah. And like, he interesting, cheer- interesting yeah. point about that, Jamie. that beatdown was that uh, uh, 
he, like most of the people he fought with who volunteered for that, like only a couple of them had actually ever reviewed his movies. The rest were just like internet writers were like, yeah, sure, I'll do this. Well, yeah, and that's also in the in Heckler, Jamie Kennedy edits in these scenes of guys who say like, well, yeah, I've never even seen his movies, but I'm, I mean, they're, they're shit, right? And they, to further go to Kennedy's point of like, see, you just hear that things are bad and you say they are. That's not real criticism. The best scene in that movie is he goes to Richard Roper, who reviewed his movie and gave Son of the Mask a zero. Mm-hmm. And Which then, it deserved. And then the guy's like, and he says to him, come on, you, you didn't like it? And then he's like, no, it was awful. And then he's like, well, but why you gotta be mean to me? He's like, I have nothing against you personally, but that film was shit. Like, I, and then, yeah, but you're being mean. Why don't you take my feelings the- into account? Isn't that the crux of the whole fucking film right there? Just a sentence? It's yeah, like- well, so then he pulls up people who go like, who get very personal with him who say like, someone killed Jamie Kennedy so he stops making these yeah movies. like the only valid point in that movie is that to be critical of something and say it's shit you don't have to like personally attack the people involved mm, um, right. you mm. know because they're not necessarily talentless hacks because they made a bad movie you know I've yeah. done bad articles that doesn't mean I, I'll never do a good one yeah. but that is the only point and mostly it's just him going oh but why are you mean to my movies I'm Jamie Kennedy I somehow funded this movie. <laughs> yes. Speaking of hacks, though, uh, there was another cameo in Bull's scene that was kind of striking. Bull, I'm Vince Desi. What the fuck you do to my game postal? I don't know what your fucking problem is. The movie is great. So that's, yeah, Vince Desi <laughs> of Running With Scissors, creator of Postal, uh, reveals himself in a crotchy mascot costume and then attacks Bull and... Uh, uh, that, that really yeah. sounded funny to them on the set that day. I'm sure it yeah. did, <laughs> and it probably was fun to like film and and yeah. you know improv their way through or whatever. Well, because he's like, oh, everybody, all the people who make the games that I make movies of, they hate me. So I bring on this guy, and he say he hate me. That's funny. Mm, right. And then I bring on he hate me from XFL, and he say he hate me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a reference. <laughs> Thank but, you. And my, my favorite <laughs> moment in this scene was uh, at the very end of it when this happens. I hate video games. <laughs> I set that up wrong. He gets shot in the balls and then says that. Okay. <laughs> Can we just have that on the soundboard for now? Just, uh, I, I hate, hate I feel we could use that yeah. a lot. <laughs> and then, yeah, you, and then you get that whiny guy afterwards screaming, because he's, uh, you know, he's running a Nazi-themed theme park. And he ah. shoots children in that scene, Yeah. Too. Actually, that, that I think, for me, that was still, like, the only funny part of that yeah. movie, was seeing all those kids get shot. I have... It's I, kind of unexpected. I have a gif that someone made, and it's the scenes from the postal of those kids getting shot, but it's just Steven Seagal from a Steven Seagal movie, and cut <laughs> between the kids getting shot, just shooting. So it looks like uh, Steven Seagal just slaughtering uh, kids. It's so great. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw the the YouTube comments for that one. For that, like, I I pulled up the the YouTube video that I took for Games Radar years ago, and uh, looked at it, and like comments were like not getting it. It's like, what is this? What the fuck is going on? You don't shoot kids. What what is this movie? And like, they don't get high class comedy. No, that's what <laughs> that's right. That's what happens when you show things out of context. In well, context, is pretty awful. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Moving on, we got one more bowl movie. Number two. I suppose I may have tampered with the king's food. You've poisoned me! You've killed 
me. Yes. Don't be so melodramatic. That no. <laughs> is, of course, Ray Liotta and Matthew Lillard. Evil wizard Ray Liotta. <laughs> and and sniveling coward <laughs> Matthew Lillard. This is an excellent choice, Michael. Yes, I I, I think I think so. Um, this D- Dungeon Siege, um, probably. The closest Uvable ever came to producing I, a good video game movie, which is not mean, to say it's good. I believe you mean in the name of the king, a yeah, dungeon oh, I'm siege sorry. tale. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> At that point, wait, how in is the name I... of the king, the king being Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yes, the king is literally Burt Reynolds. It is the best thing. A dungeon <laughs> siege tale. The role of farmer will be played by Jason Statham Jason this Statham. evening, <laughs> and uh, his friend will be Ron Perlman, and their friend will be that other guy who's in all the Uvable movies. <laughs> Please friend. reference the. Playbill? Who isn't Michael Paré. Yes. <laughs> Subbing for Ben Kingsley oh. is Murray Liotta. <laughs> and we also have the guy yeah. with the fez from Indiana Jones and Lily Sobey. Oh, yeah. He's he's the court wizard. <laughs> he is. That's also like... Jonathan Rhys-Davies. Jonathan The dwarf from Lord of the Rings, if you will. Lily Sobieski had been like sitting on like in a deep freeze for five years. In Carbonite. Lily Sobieski and Carbonite. You guys, I absolutely want Uwe Boll to get into a Broadway production. Oh, that'd be that great. would be beautiful. It'd be yeah. worse than the Spider-Man. But uh, yeah, um, again, Ray Liotta is the evil wizard who's manipulating everything from behind the scenes. He's just like wearing a leather jacket. He doesn't look particularly wizardly. He does not have He's, any accent whatsoever. No. While some people in the film decide he to have English accents. Just doing his normal Jersey accent. Yes. Um, he's controlling, I guess, mind controlling orcs or Krug or whatever the fuck they're called. Yes, mud golem orcs. Yeah. yeah. Shitty makeup with shitty masks that they always film in like with a blur effect, so you can't see how shitty they are. Yes. Um, but yeah, he's he, using the Oculus Rift to control. He is, he is. And uh, Matthew Willard is the king's Ugh. nephew who wants the king to be assassinated so that he can support him. And uh, apparently, it's like Hamlet. Wow. I, I, I maybe I may end up paraphrasing the "How did this get made?" about uh, in the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale. Uh, but they mentioned that uh, Matthew Willard has like some Renfair experience, which really <laughs> contributes to his very broad, very hammy performance, which we can hear more of here. Things are progressing according to plan. I cannot wait any longer! I cannot stand the suffering rule of that senile goat! (laughs) And I think it's important to point out when he's saying, I cannot wait any longer! He's literally pumping his arms up and down and jumping in place like a child. Yes. I would say he's not in this movie for longer than 15 minutes of it, but he is easily one of the most memorable parts of it. Yeah. Everyone else is like phoning it in hard as you've ever seen anybody phone anything. It's like like Burt Reynolds is like asleep at the wheel. He's it's always kind of sad. It's me, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. It's sad to see that one okay, actor really man. trying in a movie where literally everybody else, including the director, yeah. is There's phoning a difference it in. between he's trying worse. though and putting in effort. Yeah. He's not trying. He's putting in lots of effort to be a obnoxious yeah. shithead. Yeah, he is. But yeah, but I wouldn't that, say he's actually but serious. Where, where everybody else is just kind of mumbling their lines out yes. because they don't want to be there. And he's turned down craft services in favor of gnawing on the scenery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I have to eat this plywood! <laughs> uh, but that, that little tantrum is followed up by what I think is my favorite line from the entire film. You wish to accelerate things? Fine! We shall accelerate things! <laughs> that is fucking terrible. <laughs> 
Oh, I, I always, I feel like he's leaving that sentence hanging, like, say things! <laughs> and let's not forget the secondary denouement where uh, Ray Liotta and Guy with Fez from Indiana Jones or Dwarf from Lord of the Rings, if you prefer, have uh-huh. a magical sword fight where they use mind swords in the fucking tower. Of course they do. Do they come out of Schwartz rings? <laughs> Schwartz rings, yes. <laughs> that is great, though. They just stand there and, like, wiggle their arms and don't do anything. Hmm. I think they made a good point, too, in that How Did This Get Made, about how it's pretty clear that he was never on set with anyone at any given point, (laughs) which is the excuse for why he controls everything remotely, because, like, Mm -hmm. there's very rarely a situation where anybody but him and Lily Sobieski are in the same scene together, and Matthew Lillard. It's it's kind of weird, because that fits into a pattern of that Uwe Boll's filmmaking, where, like, uh, Blood Rain had something similar, where... Billy Zane was in it uh, and he just like his scenes were obviously filmed completely separately I, don't, I think he maybe interacted with other characters once right and most of the time it was just him sitting around like oh your daughter's doing this oh wow hmm, she's troublesome <laughs> well they make uh well I I read he like uh kind of brags about it where he says it's uh like well you can get tons of great actors if you just find them free for a month like Actors just want to act. They're workers. Like mm-hmm. so, you say, "I'll pay you to work when you have this time free." I think come say, come, come spend two weeks in Romania. It'll be a fun vacation yeah. where you yeah. can do a little bit of work, or you can buy some sort of slave and maybe <laughs> well, yeah, a kilo of heroin. <laughs> I remember Blood Rain. Like the, it seemed like they just said to me, "Love, hey, we hire these whores. Just you know, roll around with them. Like yeah, maybe right. touch a nipple. There you go." He's like, yeah, meatloaf. I'm yeah. up to this. <laughs> Maybe I'm actually fuck him and I can sell a porn star, a porn thing on the side. Oh, man. Have you guys watched Blubberella yet? No, I that's that's the film see. that Uwe Boll made uh, alongside... There was Blood Rain, the Third Reich, and then he had this really uh, <laughs> overweight at the same actress. Time. Yeah, filmed at the same time. Like, literally, he would film the Blood Rain movie in the mornings, and then he'd come in with a different crew at night and film Blubberella, and it was almost entirely improv. They had no script. Uh, they just like, here, use the same costumes and, and sets and like a bunch of the same actors. And I think some mm-hmm. of the actors actually sued afterward because like we were paid for one movie mm-hmm. and we basically, we, we worked on two. He just kept bringing us back and saying, now we're going to shoot this other scene. Yeah, they had an interview with her in, uh, in EW. Yeah, where the guy was... That, that was really an interesting interview. Yeah, because she said this was handled terribly. He's an awful director. Who, yeah. He made me add all these fat jokes I didn't want to add and... Basically, it was just she hired she and her gay best friend wrote the film, mm-hmm. wrote a draft and handed it to him. He's like, "Yeah, film that. Let's go." Like, no, we this wasn't the filming draft. Yeah, like right now. Yeah, uh, it's funny that I mean I'll give him credit for being as utilitarian as he is, but it's probably not the kind of mindset you want for someone making a creative endeavor, mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, it doesn't matter if this doesn't make any sense. We're out of money for the day. Yeah. Well. Sadly, that's enough talk about Uva Bowl for now because we're going to move on to a legend. Something wrong, Colonel. Come here, prepare to fight a madman, and instead you found a god. That is, of course, Raul Julia as M. Bison in the Street Fighter movie. Yeah, it is. Rest in peace, Raul Julia. Yeah, his, I'm his, one out for his you, swan song, the movie he did. Just so that he'd have some money to leave his family because he knew he was dying of stomach cancer. Mike Grimm, you didn't Oof. pour out that speakeasy. You just took a sip of it. <laughs> I put it. I poured it out into my stomach. For you, <laughs> Brown stomach. What's the difference? Uh, It'll all go in the sewer eventually, anyway. 
But yeah, he is so on point for that but entire yeah, movie. He, he, oh. is, he is the best thing about that movie. By a country he, mile. He turns it into, from like just a shitty action movie into uh, something like this weird, memorable comedy. And uh, he seems more aware of that movie than anybody else in it. Like, he knows what this is. Yeah, totally. He knows exactly what it is. Like, Jean-Claude thinks, this is the pinnacle of my career. I am I am number one forever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think Jean-Claude is the same as your Uwe Boll impression. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Jean-Claude deserves... Belgian and German, so he, they're so similar. Jean-Claude deserves a little bit... Jean-Claude Van Damme, the star of the movie who played Guile, uh. deserves a bit of credit here as well for <laughs> lovely lines like this. This is the collection agency, Bison. Your ass is six months overdue. <laughs> six months overdue. American. And also this. Come out from behind the curtain, wizard. Let's see how pure your combat really is. Oh, my God. I just love how the <laughs> this incorrect... This is like late in his career. How is it still I, that now, bad? Listen to this again. Pay careful attention to the end. Wizard. Come out from behind the curtain, wizard. Wizard. Let's see how pure your combat really is. <laughs> Really is. Well, it sounds see. like he's talking phonetically. And, it's but like the, impossible. The, the first one, I, I love how the improper emphasis <laughs> makes it make, makes emphasis? it sound like makes it sound like he's actually talking about his ass being overdue. Uh-huh. Like your ass is overdue. What did his ass do? I didn't. And he oh, to get he's a, calling him an ass. And he gets like a throaty sound out of whiz wizard, which is like, oh, how do you do that? Well, I think he, he definitely didn't oh, know fine. that he was referencing Wizard of Oz. Yes, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, and I think probably he's he did better lines in other films. That's what I'm saying. Is that it's like his accent wasn't that bad in Bloodsport, and that's like ten <laughs> years prior to that. Perhaps movie. they didn't have uh, the director in that movie didn't like say his lines to him right before they film. Like, all right, here's exactly how you say it. Jean Claude. <laughs> uh, well, I also like his line. I'm gonna kick his ass, ass so hard, hard that the next bison wannabe uh, <laughs> yes. is gonna feel it. Gonna it's feel, gonna feel yeah. that. Now, who wants to come with me? <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, Raul Julia, like he is so good. Like, he, he is. fucking owns every scene he's in, and he he delivers lines like this. This money isn't worth the paper it's printed on. The contrary, every bison dollar will be worth five British pounds. <laughs> that is the exchange rate the Bank of England will set once I've kidnapped their queen. He <laughs> <laughs> just savors all of it. It's so great. Every syllable. And all those lines are fucking horrible. I just, ima- you know, I just imagined him before the scene. Just, you want me to say that? Want- all right. All right. Here, here we I go. go. When I sit on the saddle of the world. <laughs> and of course, there's the bit where he's he's planning Bisonopolis, and it's basically like a big mall with a food court. Yeah. And all the major franchises will want in. I also love he, ch- he changes into his nighttime hat in the very famous scene. Uh, yeah, which we'll get to shortly. But uh, I also, my, do you have his one where he explains magnets? I do! <laughs> this is merely superconductor electromagnetism. Surely you've heard of it. It levitates bullet trains from Tokyo to Osaka. It levitates my desk where I ride the saddle of the world. (laughs) I love that so much. Because Jean-Claude Van Damme is just dumbstruck at it, but I think he's like dumbstruck where he's like still 
fight posing as he's like, what? Uh-huh. And I think, and I think like, his line before that was, bringing a weapon to the fight, bison? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Surely you've heard of super electromagnetism. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to name my desk chair Saddle of the World. <laughs> levitates my desk. Why would you want your it's, desk to levitate? It, it really is like he's playing a Bond villain. Well, it's so like that he can city. ride yes, the saddle yeah. of the world. He is 100% a, he's a comic book villain. Yes, he knew he what is, that film is. was. Yeah. He knew exactly Which what Which is funny too because like it shades M. Bison in a way I don't think anyone ever considered him and now yes. that's how I think of M. Bison is his well, yeah. sort of jaunty, vaguely European uh-huh. super criminal. But also like... <laughs> They hide it as best they can, but he's very thin, too. Yeah. Like yeah. He's not muscular in the nah, slightest. Just real thin. I will give it to uh, Jean-Claude, though, at the end of their fight scene. He's able to do that lightning kick. Like, he he does the, like, flip-back kick thing that mm-hmm. Gal does. Like, almost picture perfect. I'm Flash sure he kick. did it without any, any assistance Excuse from wires. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. And they really got his hair to go like that, too. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't even bother with that. <laughs> They he let his hair be cut to an extent, like it wasn't mm-hmm. just his regular. Also, hair. that haircut looks retarded in real life. So that's yeah, it does, but you know that's I, the character. I thought Kylie <laughs> sacrifice. Well, he shouldn't even be the star <laughs> anyway. Kyle's not the star of Street Fighter. No. Well, they I think they wanted they wanted to, an American. Yeah, they wanted an American, and they cast Jean Claude Van Damme. I do feel yeah. he who could just sense. let that sink in. He makes a lot he of sense. makes a better god than he does a can. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You feel a little bad making fun of like Jean Claude and and other action stars what? like that, where it's like if you're born an actor and a great martial artist, you're very lucky. If uh-huh. you are born a great martial, <laughs> you become uh-huh. a great martial artist and not and an o- okay kind of bad actor. It's like, hey, you're still really good at something that I'll never be good at. So. Yeah. Well, that was the what was it? We went to that. Um, uh, a Midnight's for Maniacs movie marathon in the, the Castor Theater. And in that, it had two Jean-Claude movies in it. In the, or, no, just the one. Just Bloodsport. But the, the guy was telling it to us, like, the, the, it was presented as, this guy is the Charlie Chaplin of that generation, of the 90s. If you don't like that, be mad at the 90s for sucking. But he's he is your <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. like, And he was, like, he was a guy like he well, definitely also, was a distinct person like, yeah and he's not an idiot i mean there's that movie out there jcvd that's like it's a sort of self-autobiographical yeah, yeah. thing he made and it's uh, like it's you know it's partly fiction and stuff but he's not a stupid guy he knows how people think about him like they think yeah. he's this dumb idiot meathead and it's like he's not a retard it's like yeah. he's fairly well read and he understands things and he's a guy it's just that and, most know. people are bad at acting i am and but yeah. none of us could do the splits yeah those underwear splits Ugh. i, I love that in <laughs> Terrible actor, but I couldn't be a terrible martial arts actor. In every one of his R-rated films, he always shows his butt. Yeah, like he's like yeah. because he's he's proud of it, and he wants it looks to, good. Wants what can I say? It's a nice butt. He's put a lot of work into it. Yeah, he has. I can get that. Kylie Minogue wasn't so great in but Street Fighter. Again, this entry is not about Jean Claude Van Damme. It is about. It's about Raul Julia, and I want to talk about my favorite line in the movie. Your favorite line in the movie, uh, when he kidnaps Chun Li. And she berates him at length about uh, the day he rode into her village and murdered her father. She, she Apparently, blew. after after he her father uh, beat him up and chased him off. Uh, and she's blowing her cover to say yeah, this. Like, uh-huh. She'd been undercover the whole yeah. time in, in Shadowlau. Mm-hmm. But and and Bison, I guess, Shadow turns Lou. around and, and shoots him as well. It's it's Shadow Lau in the movie, but it's it should be Shadow Lou. It's Shadow Lou. Or, 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 is it Shadow? No, it's L O O. One of them, it's Shadow Lau. That's probably the movie. 
But I, I know that can, canonically it's Shadowloo. Let's shut up and continue. Okay. And the, the country <laughs> is Shadowloo for whatever reason. But anyway, um, she, she's bearing, apparently he like turned around and shot her father as he fled. And that leads to this line. I'm sorry. I don't remember any of it. You don't remember? For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> Fucking owned forever. Uh, uh, mixing a drink as he says it, cha- puts on a velvet yeah. hat. And he's wearing like a fucking smoking jacket. Yeah, and yeah. that drink is ridiculous. Oh, and the painting in the background, too. <laughs> yeah. It's the greatest scene. It's, it's the Napoleon painting with him in, in Napoleon's place. I think there's like a painting of him as John Wayne Gacy with the clown makeup. <laughs> oh, so good. But, the best. But yeah, and just, just the sort of perplexed, wounded expression he has on his face when he delivers that line, it's it's amazing. Look, I'm genuinely sorry. I don't remember why you even have revenge for me. Sorry. It was Tuesday. I'm just so like, great. This is just something I do a lot. <laughs> I've murdered a million fathers. So, yeah. Come on. And he says bison in the third person, too, which is always great. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know he's a sinister villain when you put yourself in the third person. I mean, why do they make Sagat a businessman? Like, that's why he, that's his character in the movie. Why do they make Ryun Ken con artist? Why do they make Chun-Li a reporter? Yeah. Why is Blanca in the movie looking like he does? Yeah, why Why is Blanca Charlie? <laughs> that's the other thing. Well, I... He's Carlos Charlie <laughs> Blanca. Well, at least... Uh, uh, at least Vega was not played by someone from the Black Eyed Peas. That's true. That's true. And you got to remember that's a that's a definite plus yeah. when you think about Street Fighter films. And I, I guess you got to give them some credit for trying to cram everything in. But I'm I'm going to end up paraphrasing. Uh, How did this get made again? In that they didn't really pay attention to what any of those characters were. They just took a bunch of cartoon characters, ignored their backstory, and just shoehorned them into this weird action movie. Do they say their five lines? All right. Let's yep. move on. Move on. Oh, there's T-Hawk. He's a short guy with a feather or whatever. I don't <laughs> <Yep>. know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I also remember this for spawning the uh, Street Fighter the movie game, mm-hmm. which was terrible in arcades and then pretty decent on home consoles because all they did was reskin Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo yeah. mm-hmm. and replace Dalzim with this guy named Colonel Sawada or Captain Sawada, well, whose, uh, whose signature move was slitting his own belly and then the resultant jet of blood would uh, be what hit opponents if i'm am i mistaken and that's uh, a capcom not the ceo of capcom but that guy is i think in some way involved with that could be oh, no, no, that would explain quite Wait, a bit sorry. the ceo from capcom is briefly in the movie the actual <laughs> movie he's in the crowd when gal's giving his speech and I think he like nods. I think he's a screen. UN officer. I yes. Heard. Yeah. 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 Oh, A A N Allied oh, Nations. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but the I played that ar- the arcade version not too long ago in Japan. Like they they have it set up at Super Potato, at, at, oh, wow. on the, the, which is the most well known, at least to Gaijin's uh, old game. That means store. foreigners, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, we have to explain everything. I'm on a microphone talking. I'm not a voice in your head. That, that, that was a joke. Yeah. Uh, this was filmed before a live studio audience. Yeah, I remember going into studio, studio potato, super potato, and like being surrounded by like all this stuff I lusted after when I was a teenager. And it's like I have no use for any of this now. I know. It made me sad. Well, I'm I like, want to buy it all, but I don't. And then when I saw all the game soundtracks, I was like. 
1998 me would be so excited by this. Uh, I don't care though. I can. 2010 you can just download it off the internet. I'm not paying 6,000 yen for this. <laughs> no nope, fucking nope. way. I need heat and electricity for my apartment now. That's <laughs> more important. Yes, that's also true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think all I bought there was like a 500 yen, uh, which is about five dollars. Uh, Neo Geo cartridge of Samurai Showdown. Yeah, it's really just a cartridge to put on a shelf and look uh-huh. at. Like that's why Chris bought uh, Super Mario USA, as it was called there on the Famicom. Yeah, remember Super Mario Two in America. Yeah, I'd wanted to buy like a Super Famicom there, and Chris, I, I, it was with Christian Nutt now of Gamasutra, formerly of Games Radar, mm-hmm. and he was he. Pointed he had out a like beard and you didn't. Though. That's true. He pointed out something about the the consoles, like that they they wouldn't work in the U.S. for some reason. Like Your their pal. their plug was weird, or their uh, uh, video out was weird. I, we I use NTSC. They would use PAL. But he talked know. me out of buying it in any case. Yeah. Well, he was wrong to do that. You should have bought it. No, PAL, that, PAL is in Europe. I'm pretty sure NTSC is in Japan. I thought they used PAL in Japan. No, I think it's I NTSC think so. there. Well, color me wrong. Color me bad, he should have said. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sounds like it's time for a break with those dudes. I think it does. So Three bad jokes means a break. <laughs> we're going to take a That's break. That's the rule. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some new releases and some news and make a bunch of meaningless speculation about the next Xbox, which will be wrong by the time you hear this. Stay tuned. Oh, boy. Game over. Your <laughs> punk-ass ninjas can't wait to see the ice break. Bellin' through the hood with my chocolate rice cakes. Fifteen ninjas in a row. Jumping at the butchers with a taekwondo. Yo, I jumped in my stand for protection. Taking up my coat like the Chinese connection with chop. Watch a more drop, you can't stop her. Teacher, teacher, get the grasshopper. Hey, VG Apocalypse listeners. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you are, you may be interested to know that there are a few ways you can help us out. First and foremost, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. And rate and review us while you're there. Uh, if you feel inclined to give us five stars, that would be extremely helpful. Keeps us visible on iTunes, keeps people uh, finding out about us and downloading us, and it invents more people in the world that you can talk to about Vigigame Apocalypse. Uh, you can also buy stuff through the Amazon links on our site, and uh, the way that works is you just click on one of the pictures of a game, it'll take you to Amazon, and from there, you can search for anything you'd normally buy, and we get a little bit on the back end. Uh, it doesn't cost you any extra, and it's, it's just something you do ordinarily anyway, presumably. You can go to vigigameapocalypse.com, comment on this week's article, post on our forums, tell a friend to listen create more audience members for us help us out here and you know let us know what you think of the show what should change what you like what you don't like and we might take those things under advisement and follow at vg apocalypse on twitter that's it now back to the show goddamn there's a blind no man on my corner and he can try to get with me if he want to cut the come from miles around and try to stop me i just keep bailing with my 40 ounce of sake I got my eye on his ass real steady, I'm ready He pulls out the black machete with my luck I think I'm stuck, it's a quarter to twelve So I pulls up my new chucks Hey everybody, welcome back to segment two of our uh, podcast As it trundles along toward inevitable doom uh, talk about some new releases this week. How about that? It's Call are, of, are we still in the dead zone? We're, nah, it's sort of a dead zone. It's okay. sort of uh, we got Call of Juarez Gunslinger, mm. which uh, the series is returning to its western roots, but it's doing so on XBLA and PSN 
So it's, it's anybody's game at this point. How anybody's any, guess how good it's going to be. How did anything at that name want to get greenlit after the cartel? How did I that happen? Well, when the first well, it got busted down to downloadable. There's that. When the <laughs> first sucks. Call of Juarez came out, like I never would have thought I'd get four games, like a four yeah. game series. But I think like it's a, I don't want to make assumptions about Eastern European developers, but they make games very cheap. So maybe they're just like. Ubisoft's like, well, it costs us almost nothing to make another one of these with the same engine. Fine. Go I'm not it. trying to put any thoughts in anyone's head, but let's just say I pronounce it Call of Wares. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I don't know if I'd make that generalization about Eastern European developers either, considering that Metro Last Light is wonderful. No, I, I'm not. it's not about quality. It's about how much it costs oh, yeah, to yeah, make. It's, it's oh, cheaper. yeah. Okay, it's about, it's like about how they work uh, frequently without power or yeah. heat. And, uh, you know why it's cheaper? Yeah. Because they live horrible lives. <laughs> because That's they live why. in conditions you wouldn't imagine for a slave. And they just hire those prostitutes for $100 and they go to the whole thing. <laughs> we programmed half the game with prostitutes. <laughs> I am an expert coder from University of Kiev. I graduated at Masters. No jobs, though. Yeah, so, um, when uh, Dave, Dave Rudden responded to my review for on OXMOnline.com uh, for Metro Last Light by saying, like, you know, I want to get back into Metro, but it always reminds me of this. And he had, like, that sketch from the state where <laughs> the f- free market economy. <laughs> and, you know, in the free market economy, I have a, a two potato. Yeah. <laughs> Under Soviet rule, uh, I was nuclear physicist. Now mm-hmm. I manage the chip witches in the back of ice cream van. <laughs> These are fuddiness. They have fourth stripe. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> For less money, you get fourth stripe. <laughs> Yeah, that game's quite good, though. So, Call of War is Gunslinger. Out this week. Download it. Or don't. Maybe it's good. I don't know. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations. Revelations. Who gives a shit? Revelations. Am I right? Yeah. Capcom product. (laughs) Not like we know anybody who works for that company. (laughs) Fuck them. T.U. I, you know... It it was pretty good on 3DS, to be honest. Yeah, it was. uh, early a bit reviews, better than RE6. Our early reviews <laughs> I heard was that uh, it doesn't hold up as well on a because it maybe really? feels like a handheld game on a console. What? And the pacing is slow and feels too small and all that. But uh, eh, I, I'm sure it is better. Let's <laughs> I no. At the end of the year last year, I reviewed the 3DS version of it. And at the end of the year last year, I said, I really didn't expect Resident Evil Revelations to be the best Resident Evil game of the 20. I don't think anybody but, did. And yet it was. And yet, you, well, full disclosure, Mike, you and I were in an ad for it, basically, oh, that's if you right. can call it that. No, we weren't. No, we were in a video. No, we weren't. <laughs> you're right, we weren't. Forget nope. it. Yep. Forget I nope. said anything. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, and you didn't have a, well I had the mustache actually I didn't have a mustache you shaved for that it was scary no I didn't because I wasn't in it oh right. <laughs> that's true that was Nega Michael mm. well moving on yeah moving on um, Fast and Furious Showdown that out interest you Mike uh, I actually wrote about this yeah yep tell us about it uh, it's an iOS game it's uh, is it CSR racing I thought it was for, for consoles There's too a console oh, version is too. there yeah, yeah. Okay, I, the, I, I may the, be talking about the wrong. I believe Fast the Furious console version is made by the NASCAR team at oh. Activision. Hmm. Okay, well, never mind. Or maybe I it is, said, and I could be. Lying I mean, did, I mean, to fact check. I was talking about a iOS game that I 
briefly. So well, tell us it. about the iOS game. Uh, it's I'm not going to say it's a ripoff, but it's identical to another game called CSR Racing that's on iOS. That's basically a drag racing game, and you just shift. Okay. You click the button to shift at the right time, and I you see. do, and you win. You need huh. for speed shift. That sounds like a terrible no. premise for a racing game. It's actually mm-hmm. fun because it works well for iOS. You don't have to deal with any of that tilt bullshit. So, yeah. You know what else is good on iOS? Mm. Two games I reviewed this week on, or last week on MacLife.com, which are Sid Meier's Ace Patrol, which is a turn-based World War I uh, strategy game where you're uh, directing biplanes around to shoot at each other. I really wish it was Sid Meier's Ace Attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Sid Meier's Ace Combat, did I? No, that's Because I, keep, I almost make that, that mistake, but it's Sid Meier's Ace Patrol. Uh, also at Karateka Classic, which is my favorite game from the Apple II era. I always now playable on iPad. Karateka? I, I've also Karateka. heard Karateka was, was what they said on the commercial. Um, was it? I, I talked. I actually interviewed Jordan Mechner about it when he did the remake, and mm. he said, "I think." Uh, so I, for our listeners, Karateka, Karateka. I wish it was Sid Meier's Karateka. <laughs> Jordan Mechner is awesome, Mike. Yeah, uh, Jordan cool Mechner, creator of Prince of Persia. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I imagine for a lot of our <laughs> listeners, the original Prince of Persia. What? No, you mean, well, you mentioned Karatek as what? Yeah, well, I, what? that game was from 1984. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's the year I was born. So <laughs> I but, was six. But he also did uh, San- Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Oh, did he? Re- he rebooted. He, did, yeah. okay. he came back to his series to reboot it, and he also wrote the script for the movie, and he wrote a comic book that had Is nothing he the guy to do that put with Mudvayne in it or whatever. I hope so. I, no, he <laughs> left after the Mudvayne one. Like he, he didn't gobsmack. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. It's gobsmack. It's not Mudvayne. Well, it was like... in the the Prince of per- <laughs> the the sequel to Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, the Warrior Within. Warrior Within, yeah. which yeah, kind of reviled. Was unfortunate. Yeah. Well, actually, I met an editor who likes that one more, and he's like, "Man, they really sold out when they made the third <sighs> one." I was like, "Did they?" Actually, I what? thought the third one was more of a return to form yes, because it was the no. original developer. This person lives in opposite world. Of course, yeah. they do. The UK. Um, speaking of opposite <laughs> world, uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D came out on 3DS. Yeah. Which I'll forever remember as the game Brad Elston didn't like very much. He liked it. He, mm. he gave yeah. it a 7, and he got a lot of flack for that. Yeah. Well, you know, Brad. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think he was right in that it, uh, it had dumb waggle, yeah. and it was too hard. So does and the 3DS one have dumb waggle? No. It, okay. it, it plays like a Super NES game, and it has a new babies, as Michael would say, a, bi- a babies difficulty, where they make... Uh, <laughs> where they, they, they play the game for you? They give you one extra heart and more money to buy life-saving continues and stuff. Mm, so it makes mm. it, it... Honestly, I think it balances it better than the original balance was. The worst thing about that game that bugged me with the balance in the original Wii version, which they can't really fix in 3ds because it's the core of the gameplay is that like if you're bad at the if you're bad at platforming you need did you diddy and his hovering ability is greatly appreciated but you Uh. only get to keep diddy if you're a better player who gets hit less if you get hit more you lose diddy and your punishment is you're a you're worse at jumping which it's not so great when for regular folks. Like that is with, a snowball effect. Yeah, uh, that that was just a mistake. I think. When are they bringing Punch Out for the Wii to 3DS? 
Hmm. They ought to, they really should Hopefully just put soon, every yes. Wii game on it. Just yeah. be like, yeah. That was, I think, the single best game for Wii, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. It's Sid Meier's right. Punch Out. Yeah. Sid Meier's Punch, punch Out. out. It takes, it's a turn-based it boxing game. It takes 20 game. turns to uh, <laughs> to make it land a punch. Mario Galaxy series is, is Queen the best, Elizabeth guys. versus Come Attila on. the Hun. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Mario Galaxy games are by far the best games on the Wii. I know. Well, that yeah. and the Zelda Who gives game. a shit? I mean, <laughs> yeah, Sid Meier's are better, but... Jesus. <laughs> Sid Meier's Mario. <laughs> In 16 turns, you'll collect a mushroom. <laughs> Sid Miyamoto. <laughs> All right. I think that about... Uh, Is that it. seriously it? For new releases? Yeah, it's that are, Unless you want to talk about Ocean City Racing. Wait, isn't Fuse out next week? No. Uh, I think week it's out the week after. Oh, okay. Well, no, it is, it is technically out next week after oh, this goes I, live. Week. Um, I Whoops. might be wrong about that. I don't know. Um, anyway. I reached behind the curtain where the wizard was. The wizard. Yeah. We're going to date ourselves by talking about some news from last week. Um, because nobody's going to be caring about this, these things next week. No, no, no. They're probably just like sitting there with their rubbing their knees together going, Get to the fireworks factory already. When are we going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> Talk about the Xbox. Anyway, um, Nintendo uh, apparently reached a deal with YouTube where it will profit from all gameplay videos that are uploaded that match its content. I'd like to point out that this isn't like necessarily a new thing. YouTube's had the ability for people to claim copyright and, and earn ad money off of other people's videos for a while. It's just Nintendo's one of the biggest copyright holders to do a wide scale. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's what's interesting is it, it raises a point of how much ownership do the people recording these videos have? Because if, if you're just recording like cutscene footage or something mm-hmm. and putting that up, I agree, you have kind no, of fair enough. no legal claim to that. But yeah, if but you're... Let's Plays are a little different. Yeah, Let's Plays are... If you're recording your own gameplay footage to show us something cool and you're talking over it, as Let's Plays always do, much to my chagrin, uh, and you're you're kind of presenting it as an almost journalistic piece, then mm. I don't think Nintendo has a legal claim there. Let's Plays are good for getting HD screenshots, not so much for footage. But yeah, I... <laughs> or that's sound. our problem. I think Nintendo... Yeah, that's too specific. <laughs> uh, Nintendo's... It just seems greedy, too. Like Unlike Sega, who just stupidly asks, like, Oh, we're putting up new Shining Force videos. Every Shining Force video, go off YouTube. Instead, Nintendo's like, your money's ours. Give it. Like, that just seems greedy. And, like, the money, people people barely make money off of a Let's Play video anyway, unless and, you're one of, I like, mean, five guys. What are they doing but promoting the game? I mean, yeah, even, even yeah, if they're yeah, critical, they're yeah. putting a ton of gameplay footage yeah, out there for people to see. That's the issue, I feel. Yeah, I forget just, where it was yeah, published. It's free promotion. Yeah, and it seems like it's just a drop in the bucket for them monetary-wise, mm-hmm. so it's just a PR backlash. and I'm sure everyone's yeah. sore about it. I forget where it was published, but Jen Frank, formerly of 1UP, she wrote a really good like editorial about how Nintendo just looks so out of touch, and like you, it's coming to the point where like you just can't... Get, cut them slack anymore where you just have to go like no Nintendo you this is a global thing now you should know better yeah. like, and like Notch said on Twitter that he was approached yeah. by YouTube hey do you want to do you want to you know monetize every Minecraft video out there and he, he would like and Nintendo I think as well and, and he would make fairly significant yes. money yeah. there are yeah. so many like, Minecraft I'm not, I'm not videos talking, on YouTube <laughs> I'm like I'm six 
Six they figures. Did six figures a year or more. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, like you, you for could doing make, literally nothing. For doing nothing, and he Absolutely said nothing. it was tempting. And I could see why that would be tempting if someone just said, mm-hmm. "Hey, this is already happening. Do you want a million dollars?" Yes. Like if someone just said, "Hey, do you want a million dollars?" You know, it's hard it to say no to that. But yeah, he, yeah. you know, as far as I can tell, he, you know, it seems clear he said no. Nintendo, however, did not. I kind of understand why if you just approach Nintendo, mm-hmm. they're a little bit behind the times. They might but just I mean, go, even, oh, yeah. money? Okay. Well, I just I just feel this is the There's sort of thing that if somebody wanted to mount a serious legal challenge, this would not hold up to that. No, not at all. Like, I, don't think it, it I, th- I think if you're doing something like piece. Let's Play, well, it's, it's not entirely original, but it's fair use. Because you're commenting on mm, yeah. uh, creative work, so you have the right to display that. Which is the other issue is that a lot of these are just flagged down through that ID content system, which just mm-hmm. scans the thing and it's automatically like, "Yep, that's Mario. That's a Nintendo property. It's flagged. It's done." It's like there's not anybody that does which, a case by case. Yeah, basis which it's false flagged. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, <laughs> sorry, buzzwordy. No, it's so it's sorry, so Joe Rogan. indiscriminate <laughs> that like. PC Gamers YouTube channel had didn't have a good standing with YouTube copyright wise because we had posted trailers that ended up getting claimed and we're like they sent us those trailers to for yes. us to post yeah. that and then just GR bulk too. claimed them yeah. and now we have a poor copyright standing we got content assholes. matched on that shit too just for posting their videos that they yeah. sent they us sent to us. host yeah i was trying to find my my videos of uh raul julia zem bison that i captured again for games radar it was was moved onto youtube after you guys did the big switch and uh went to it thumbnail loaded up okay it's like good it's still there hit play this content has been removed because of a claim from universal yes yeah <sighs> Like, why, uh, we can't and, have nice yeah. things. Well, why, why would you leave the thumbnail up so that I think it's still there and I click? And I'm like, oh, it's been removed. Well, yeah. you clicked. Oh, well. Wow. I, I hope Nintendo smartens up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. EA announced that it won't make <laughs> any games for Wii U. They did an anti-announcement. Yeah. They, I don't know good. why they They're would right. announce a, that. That's a bad sign. That's, that's really not good. <laughs> I mean, I realized PS3 was pretty bad around launch, too, where everyone was like, whatever. But it's like, this is real this is bad. Like, bad. When people are openly saying, we are not making shit for yeah. this, it's like, wow. that's Well, that's also an acknowledgement of reality that, you know, third-party stuff doesn't do so well on most Nintendo platforms. That's a good point. Because yeah. people are buying it for the first-party stuff. Yeah, it's an excellent but point. What I love is... People buy Nintendo for, for Nintendo. Schaffen... Freud. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. I can't say it right. Schadenfreude. Uh, Schadenfreude. Shut up. Scootenfreude. Is <laughs> every time yes. I see like, every time I see an announcement of a game and Wii U isn't listed, yeah. like the first twenty comments are go, oh yeah, just ignoring the Wii U audience. Can't believe you. I just sit there going, <laughs> you you bought a dumb console. <laughs> well, <laughs> no so one's gonna make games for it. What I think uh, th- that's sad. Like last <laughs> year before the system came out, I thought. Well, the Wii U will have a good couple of years because they'll just put every third party will put games on there because how hard is it to just transfer your 360 and PS3 thing to the other one? Well, it's probably the issue now, too, where the Wii U isn't using a, uh, a X64 just regular kind of computer <laughs> processor that PS4 yes. and the new Xbox are going to use. So it's yeah. like it's going to be even harder to make things for it. But I, I just figured if a 360 and PS3 version is going to exist of a game, then they'll make a Wii U one. But now. Like, that EA is completely withdrawn. Uh, Activision hadn't said either way if Call of Duty Ghost is going to be on Wii U or not. 
And uh, like Ubisoft seems to be the only company that's still making uh, their third-party games available mm. on the on the Wii U. Yeah, well, Ubisoft has always been like Nintendo's biggest third-party supporter. Like they're there at every launch. Uh, I'd say their biggest Western supporter. Okay, uh, sure. Probably not correlated, but Ubisoft made a ton of profit last year. That news story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So few big publishers are making are breaking even. Never mind making like twenty million dollars yeah. in profit. I, I did appreciate the chance to actually read the breakdown of their their profits. Like mm-hmm. they pulled in like what, it was like one point twenty five billion, and then like this much went to R and D, this much went to ads, blah blah blah, yeah. and they were like left over with like a hundred million dollars in cash. It's amazing profit. It's good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. And also yeah. that they like I liked seeing that uh, Far Cry Three sold six million copies. Yeah, like, it's a yeah. good game. It's fucking amazing. But, Blood Dragon is also really great. <laughs> but Assassin's Creed Three, which was not as good as Far Cry Three, mm. it sold double that, twelve point five million copies. Well, it was mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. I know. Yeah. I I bet they they're already saying though they think four will sell less. Right. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. the thing. Well, Black Flag is gonna bear the brunt. Be, I think of because three. that's the thing with with three. Like everybody was kind of on the hype train. And yes. Yeah. Like this is gonna be amazing, and then mm. it's like it's not that amazing. Like this. I is think they did one a of the good job though with four yeah. offsetting that by yeah, having I'm, I'm a super, hook. I'm actually super excited. Pirates, uh, for four. Uh, I am, pirates hook. Looky looky. I'm more excited, excited for four than I was three. No, yeah, I know. I, Pirates are cool. What the no, hell? No, I yeah. I really feel they end. Oh, I was Wait, joking. You guys talked right over Mike's joke. Looky, looky, Ubisoft's got a hooky. Oh, you can't hear me smiling. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, I really do feel they announced Black Flag too soon after three. Though. A little too, like, soon. too soon. And calling too it four soon. is too soon to have a numbered entry. They I really invited the whole bullshit yearly releases. Fuck you. Yeah. Want, and I've also heard this is a conventional wisdom in the game market is that like when you make a bad sequel, it's not that sequel that pay. It still sells great. It is the sequel after yeah. that bears the brunt of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So and that makes total yeah, sense. But I'm saying they. I think they're offsetting that with a better hook. Like, the American Civil War was not a good hook. To uh, I me. think it was. The Revol- was Revolutionary, Revolutionary War. War. Is that what it was? You yes. fucking Canadian I piece didn't play of shit. it. I don't know. <laughs> when was, no, I know it was Revolutionary War. I've, I'm just kidding. French Canadians really helped in the <laughs> American spoke. Revolution. Uh, but then they so turned brothers. on us. In, there, there was a French Canadian character in three in the uh, the Homestead missions. There you go. But then they turned on us in 1812. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Burned down the White House, bitches. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that would be the next game. That like you know you'd you'd get to play as Connor and go and and experience the French Revolution, and then come back for the War of 1812. Sounds so boring. And they could set it in Quebec. Pirates. Their home God, turf. It'd be so beautiful to have it set in like France, like the, the revolution in mm-hmm. France, like the filth, yeah. the sewage in the streets. The French you can revolution. have a Jean Valjean cameo. Yeah, climbing well, to Hugh the Jackman. Top of <laughs> that's like a hundred years later. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> Whatever. But you climb, are cool. You can climb the top of uh, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, nobody's gonna correct. And La Bastille. Well, anyways, yeah, you could break that. You could free everyone from the Bastille. It you personally, you could save the Alamo. Man, could. <laughs> it's too bad they're not going to have more Assassin's Creed games after four, so yeah. that they can explore these ideas. <laughs> it's uh, too bad too that they know, will, right? That they're not eventually going to run out of ideas. Ooh, to the maybe point. we'll get to play as Connor's son, and they'll surprise us because we're all expecting to play as Hatham. Eventually, it's like they're gonna they're gonna be like done. They'll have no battles left. They'll be like Assassin's Creed Waco. 
Uh, do we just Assassin's Creed 10? <laughs> you stop 9/11. Uh, what about in the oh Spanish God. Civil War? You could meet yes! Ernest. You could meet Ernest. Uh, you're way. fucking Board playing nine. to the chief seats over here. You're, you're <laughs> playing to the host. You're kissing uh, up right yes. now. I said Ernest Borgnine, not Ernest Hemingway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're all. We're all. Um, well, having. it's good that we're talking about uh, Ubisoft because uh, they fired Patrice Desilet. Desilets. I should really learn how to pronounce his name. Game over. <laughs> tasteless. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Incredibly tasteless. Patrice, so yeah. why, why yeah, did so they this, fire him? This is a sad saga. Well, the thing is, like, there's some uh, dispute there because he claims he was fired. Ubisoft claims that they mutually agreed to part under amicable terms. He says he was dismissed, like he couldn't get his mm. stuff. Like they yeah. shoved oh. him out of the office. Like, yeah, there's kind of a sad saga that he left after Assassin's Creed Two, mm-hmm. went to uh, THQ Montreal, and they and built was, him an office. Yeah, he was working on 1666, and then mm. Ubisoft bought it up after THQ went down, and they apparently had some disagreement over what direction the game should take, and now he can't even finish his game, and production on 1666 has stalled. I wonder if they were trying to they 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 imagine this they have the meeting Patrice sits down and the Ubisoft execs are like all right here's our presentation Assassin's Creed 1666 this main character now he's uh you know somebody's ancestor I don't know but Assassin's Creed how you like it huh eh? yeah. Huh? Well, they, it wouldn't surprise me if they wanted to make it more like Assassin's Creed and he had something completely different in mind. Uh, I could see. I, he- just... I heard that he was just expensing way too much poutine on. Yeah, that probably. could be. Yeah. That could be. It's yeah. probably. Yeah. It. And they had to let him go. Mm-hmm. But I will say anything we say is wild speculation. We yeah, have no we, idea we, what happened. We have no not that last annoying. thing I said though. That was no, no, that, mm-hmm. no. I well, that can be safely happens assumed a lot. of all Canadians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that's common. It's just sad. I thought because his game sounded so exciting, I wanted to see what he was going to do with THQ, and then when THQ shut down before they could even ever show the game even what what's the idea i don't know All that's right. the thing but well, he had such, what do those exciting? numbers mean they had he apparently had such a great idea that thq it's the number of the devil plus one ah, okay he so it's like a dante's inferno sequel yeah such a great right, idea cool. that thq was sold on it to hire to hire him and go through a lengthy legal battle with T- ubisoft to be able to hire him and then they build a triple a uh developer it for him and then they work on it for three years and then nothing happens like it you know who always wins lawyers yes it's true they all got paid those lawyers if it really should have been lawyers instead of video games it's fucking only if it really is that good and ubisoft now owns it something will happen with it yeah i'm sure Hmm. rayman rayman game revolutionary war is that it yeah Yeah. revolutionary war revolutionary rayman that's great Can't wait for the pirate version of that. So another news: EA laid off 900 people. Although you were saying that that's not really new, they kind of did that over the fact, last few months. Yeah. But when they finished their fiscal year, they're like, "Yeah, and we we laid off 10." Hey, EA stopped doing online passes. That's uh, that's, that's actually pretty true. significant. Yeah, yeah. Also, there's that speculation that Microsoft is going to get rid of fun bucks. Yeah, that's I heard right. About that. They totally should. Cash. They totally should. Yeah. Well, do. so isn't that the elephant in the room here that we don't know what Microsoft <laughs> did at this point? Like that we what they did? Oh well, yes. Well, that, that's that's the thing that I 
in the spirit of our episode that aired the day that the PS4 was revealed, mm-hmm. um, I find it entertaining when I go back through old magazines and things and I see speculation that I know is dead wrong. So I kind of want to do some more of that. You know, we, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, Xbox Infinity or whatever it ends up being called. Durango. I'm, I'm probably wrong <laughs> already. And uh, we're going to just say what we think it's going to be. Um, and not necessarily trying to be right, just saying what we think. And riffing. if it's wrong, just then it's funny. Yeah. We're spitballing here. <laughs> we're shooting the shit. I- yeah. We're just coming up with ideas and throwing them at the wall like spaghetti, and then we're throwing some spaghetti to see if it sticks to those ideas. And then I'm getting Spag- my dumbass kid to come in here and clean all this fucking spaghetti off the wall. Hey, Christopher, get in here! Clean all the spaghetti! Uh, we got spaghetti all over the wall! Uh, hey, this is asshole. offensive! Uh, there's a meatball right there! Hey, what do you got against Italians, huh? Hey, everything! They're dirty! What's so that took a dark turn. <laughs> so let's see. We've uh, we need Australians, Russians, and now Italians. I think What's this we shit? Uh, me on the first two. <laughs> I, Mike Grimm, hate Australia and Russia. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> All right. Is that because uh. you saw The Great Gatsby and you're just mad at Baz Luhrmann? The idea that you thought I saw The Great Gatsby is the most <laughs> offensive thing of all. I thought you would hate watching <laughs> I don't even, to be honest, I have completely ignored The Great Gatsby. I don't even know why people say it's bad. Like, I just don't. Did you guys see the original Great Gatsby? The, the, by that, well, like six I, films ago? By that, you mean the book? The yes. Film, the film of the 1970s starring Robert Redford. I played and, the game. Uh, no. Sam Watterson's also in it. He hmm. plays the boring guy who's not as cool as Gatsby, but the main character. All I know is that you throw hats at that face on the cover of the book in the last stage. I read that book in high school, and I don't remember much of it. I remember Zelda. Did Fitz- you play the game, Henry? <laughs> Zelda Fitzgerald's kind of a bitch. When did that come out? That was a, a, that was several years ago. The Great but, Gatsby game, the NES it? one. Really? Yeah, huh. that's pretty funny. It's quite good. Yeah. So on uh, Vidya Gats Gats Apocalypse uh, Xbox Xbox, yes. Hmm. So uh, always on, probably not going to happen. I think. I Yay, think nay. It I, seems or like always really, online, rather. Really dumb idea. It's a totally I, stupid idea. I I believe the reports that say that it's selective. Like you will see, you'll see launch games like, no, this is always online. Like we we're launching. Maybe even they'll have like, uh, I don't know, Maple Story or something like oh. that. <laughs> like, and we've got free to play partners from all over the world. Current PC Maple gaming Story. reference from Henry Gilbert. I, I got a sorry, I got a PR email about Maple Story oh, today. That's what it was. The, the launch Xboxes. You heard it here first. Xbox. 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 Xbox is now launching X-bonks. with Maple Story and RuneScape as its lead <laughs> launch title. Airbox. Airbunks. Airbunks. Airbud. Airzonks. But no, I mean, if it if it is like it's always online when you're playing an MMO on a console, what? Then uh, fine. But Which if, I'd if, never do. But yeah, ahead. right. But if you literally just have to be online to use the system, that's absurd. And it is absurd. Well, that's I, I think what nobody wants. And you know, there there was that uh, Fufara over what was his name? Adam Orth. Something, yes, yeah. 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 Um, who fired. got fired for after being a dipshit idiot? Well, like 
you don't fucking talk out of school about that shit, man. Yes. Yeah, and you don't rage out on Twitter and flip your no. shit when somebody gives on you a little light On your public Twitter. It's really dumb. And, and give people shit for living in the Midwest. Like, it's a funny joke, because, ha, 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 you guys, yeah. but... <laughs> You know, don't do that on your Twitter when you're representing Microsoft. But that yeah, tells no. you, there by the grace of God, go us. Like we, uh, to any of us, this could happen where we have one tweet where we didn't think before hitting send, and we're like, "Whoops, this could ruin." But no, because, that's not that. Even it was like he got baited into a bunch of shit where yeah, he made his comment, yeah. and then somebody was like, "Fuck you," and he's like, "No, fuck you," and then it spiraled, and he got yeah, a total idiot. And I know like, when to stop. Like when yeah. it becomes an argument, like I I say stupid stuff on Twitter. But I don't argue with customers yes, about about true. their problems yeah. and tell them that they don't have problems. Okay, yeah, so yeah, exactly, or that their problems exactly. are insignificant because you don't experience them. Exactly. So then, when yeah. when you're about to say no, fuck you in a tweet, that's <laughs> when you should stop. That's when mm-hmm. you stop and go take a deep breath. Well, even just in his I'll position, you to customer service. In his position, saying I don't get the drama over an always on console. Like, you've already said way too much. Mm-hmm. You've oh, probably yeah. already unwittingly violated a confidentiality agreement. Unless yeah. it's not always online and you just think that that's something that would be interesting to pursue. And then you're just fired for being an asshole. The yes. alienated customers. Uh, yes. For like, attracting are, all sorts of unwanted attention. Yes. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, whether it is online or not, why would you say that? <laughs> I'm just glad, like... The whatever because he's not thinking like oh I, that's right I like to play games when my internet goes out sometimes yeah I'm I'm just glad that whatever the Xbox is like that it's out in the open now like I've been so tired of when a game is, gets announced they're like it's on the PS4 and other next gen consoles like let's quit pretending mm-hmm. Microsoft's putting out a system this year we all know this but the, like, what do they call it then uh, the yeah, next Xbox well, and people are going to be like is that what it's officially called and you're like no well that's cuz Microsoft like i think they they played chicken as far as they could they're like if we're not going to yeah. announce this at E3 when do you pre-announce it and they're like 2 weeks before E3 Wow, or three weeks? Yeah. Like, wow, that is ballsy. I mean, to be fair, like, like, Sony swerved first, and, uh, you know. Yeah, Sony started the fight it, early. Ran, you know, ran into a decent press conference. Well, Sony's they did a bad. good one. They did I would one. say um, yeah. that, that they're both starting remarkably late if those things are shipping this year. Because, yes, I mean, to. every other console yes. cycle, we knew about these things in detail a year in advance before they went off shelves. I've, I've read several. Well, e, an E3 in advance, actually. Uh, I read several, several things, speculation, total speculation about how Microsoft is not really ready to launch this, but they kind of have to because they've been pressured by... Kotaku has said that, yeah. Well, well, I think that's because Microsoft saw through success that you don't give your competitor a year. Like, yeah. you don't give them a year ahead of you. Yeah. So they Unless it's Nintendo, it. in which case you don't give a shit. Well, Nintendo was actually just catching up from six years. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nintendo <laughs> gave its competition six years. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I think a lot of that stems from what they were saying was that internally there's not a whole lot of stuff that's ready to go from Microsoft directly, which is why they're yeah. really pushing oh that. Uh, oh, then that's the big one. The I ga- think it is true that they they paid the big money to get Respawn's game this is as the, yeah, exclusive. That's a, yeah. That respawn maybe just a timed yeah. exclusive for like six months or something. That would explain why it's been so long since we've seen anything about it. Well, they you haven't seen anything. Exactly, like, it's not been announced. They've been working on it, it for. Well, we know they've been working on something. And also, like that would also explain EA business. was not at all at Sony's event. Like they've and they've actually been remarkably quiet about next gen stuff. Yeah. Interesting no, I mean, point. Uh, respawn has said we're showing something at E3 and. 
you can bet it's at Microsoft's press conference. Though that'll be funny, too, at Microsoft's press conference if they start with Call of Duty Ghosts, which we know is going to be there. So yeah. start with Call of Duty Ghosts, and at the end of the show, they're like, and now the guys who sued the Call of Duty studio. <laughs> and were sued. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And left on terrible terms. Uh, yep. Oh, that'd, that'd be interesting, actually. What if EA like comes out with an announcement... Uh, we are also no longer producing PlayStation games. That would, that's we nuts. are an exclusive Xbox partner. That would be no pretty way. funny. That won't happen. Yeah, you're right. Well, uh, now, these, I like it, though. You're aiming big, Michael. I, I am. Big. I am. I like these it. These days, it's news when there's ever a third-party exclusive. The third-party exclusive is dead. Like, you know, nothing... Yeah. They're just, they don't exist anymore. Ain't no reason for that. But I bet uh, Destiny will not be there because it was on the stage of PS4. Activision yeah. wants this to be the Call of Duty show, not the Destiny show. But this I mean, is... isn't Ghost coming out for like 360 and it is? Yeah, PS3. well, that's, mm-hmm. that's something that I'm not liking in general is that how many ex- next-gen exclusives are there going to be? Everything's cross-console. Cross, yeah. And I don't think it's going to be like... When things were cross-console with PS3, PS3 and PS2, there was a marked difference. Like, oh, PS3... Well, actually, that's a bad one. But Xbox to Xbox 360, the 360 version of King Kong and Gun, Tony Hawk, looked a million times better. But I mm. have a feeling it, that's not going to be the case this time. It'll probably look better. But I think yeah, it's going to be a negligible difference oh, yeah. between the two. I don't think There's also that other thing, too. I think, I think it'll be noticeable... Uh, and then I think it'll it'll be a small difference at first. It'll be like playing Witcher on 360, Witcher 2 on 360 versus playing it on PC, mm-hmm. or you know, same with Metro. PCs or are already the same. They are next gen consoles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like when you look at Watch Dogs, like the fidelity there is a lot more than you would see on a 360. Uh, you and, just have to look at the details. And like, that's what we're going to find trash out is blowing around and stuff you just couldn't simulate. Again finally with the trash, trash blowing. No. Finally trash. Yeah. We got trash, we got water, grass well, and hair. Oh, crap. Unless what <laughs> we're really all blowing around. <laughs> all blowing around. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Amazing. But okay, I was speaking in a general sense. There's more fidelity like we you can walk into <laughs> unlike in GTA you can walk into an interior without loading and it just kind of the that first next gen release good. is going to be Rapunzel in a garbage dump. That's the yeah. story, and really show off that graphical oh, crowd. I really just want the 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 new Xbox announcement to be just like they just come out and just like pull a giant Kinect sensor out, and uh, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing too. Is that and then just Kinect smile. You now have to stand twenty feet away from it. <laughs> Connect to with every system. Yes. What creeps me out is like. I never want that a camera always watching me. Like it is, you're buying 1984. Did like, you see that, that Sony patent that they did yeah. a new? There was a Sony patent for the Move thing for PS4, the new Move or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was basically like patent technology for interactive ads that you use when you're oh, playing yeah. a game oh, and you, it's God. like you have to like do it like a, a hand wave mini Stand game with the hamburger like, oh! McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> like to skip the ad and stuff it was oh, oh my atrocious. god that is, that is a future I do not want to participate well, in well, Microsoft comes out and says the new Xbox now with big brother technology and everyone cheers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want our games you're gonna have to make an effort to make the ads go away yeah like you're forced to make the ads interactive yeah. where you just have to watch a traditional and also, you can't like, ignore it the illustrations are oh unintentionally God. hilarious where it's like put the pickle in the burger, burger and yes. it's just like it just the pickle gets stuck into the burger. Yes. But also the the connect like uh I had heard, mouse put the pellet and get your, push the the lever and get your pellet. Yep. Uh-huh. I had yeah. heard that the connect is like has they were trying to make the tech to 
see if you have products in the in the vision of the connect sure. like you have a snickers bar they're like ah snickers he likes this ad boom see that's the one thing i've always fucking wished i could do i hate some ads so much <laughs> where i wish i could just be like can i hold the fucking thing up in front of the camera and let you know look i got geico insurance you fuckers don't need me anymore i bought this stop Leave fucking me alone. feeding me these ads you're wasting your money tailor this content to me better how happy com- is he Happy is a guy who doesn't have to see a Geico commercial anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only. Can can they just in- implement something where, like, if I hold up a middle finger to the camera, it goes away? No, that's no. Um, not. No, then it replays the ad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until you like Michael, it. Michael, you will love Michael. Wendy's. So do you think- we put all kinds of middle fingers in our burgers? <laughs> Isn't it sad that our Xbox prediction predictions aren't like exciting new games and yeah. features? Well, I was it's just, just like, about to say. Oh man. Well, I, I think it's gonna just. Pay I think the PS4 advertise. reveal kind of blew our any enthusiasm we had for next generation consoles, and now <laughs> no, it's like we hey. have to get work that up again. I it's like it was a oh, pretty good I, review. I, I like no, it. no, I'm I'm saying that in a positive way. Mm. In that, like, okay, we were excited and. Wow, now I'm excited for next gen consoles. Yeah, it but was everything like, I hoped. Now it's like, okay, well, here's another one. Like, I kind of feel like I just saw one. Michael, would you be interested in our spicy beard sandwich? <laughs> well, that's the yes. thing. I mean, yes, like, I would. Microsoft is sitting at, you know, to make a poker analogy, like, Sony's already made its bet. Now Microsoft oh has had time to think about it. So, uh, presumably. Is GLaDOS in this bet? It's going to be like Hitchhiker's Guide from the Galaxy where they have saying, that history document and they say like, now let us bow our heads in payment. <laughs> <laughs> but presumably Microsoft has just used the past couple months to scramble to like have an answer for everything Sony has yeah. and something that's going to make us more excited about their console. Well, I wonder if Halo... If like, they haven't, if they come out and announce the same thing Sony there, did, I will laugh at them. Yeah. Will there be a Halo 5? Will there be a... Full- Forza five. Well, the right. the control pad have a touchpad because that's apparently a thing now. Yeah. Uh. Literally, all Microsoft has to do is make it the same as the 360 controller, and I'll like it more than the yes. PS4. Well, controller. I am also I'm very well uh, I, concerned about backwards compatibility. Like, will well, these are the main issues. It feels backwards compatible in the used game thing because that used game rumor on the new Xbox seems to be that it'll block used games. Yeah, that it will block used games. That seems to be getting a lot of. Yeah, hmm. I but the backwards compatibility it concerns me because like it annoyed me that but at least Sony was open about it immediately. Like, look, the PS4 is a totally different hardware. We we said fuck you to the cell. It was stupid. Yeah. But because of it, your old stuff's gone. I'm sorry. We'll find a solution mm-hmm. someday. But <laughs> I bought, I bought Not until you, uh, after you bought the system. I spent hundreds of dollars. Maybe even over Probably a thousand dollars, at least over a thousand. If you're I would talking say. about games, thousands. on XBLA, on oh, XBLA, okay, yeah, I okay. spent that much on downloadable games that mm-hmm. they didn't tell me I could get to keep them to the next system, but I kind of assumed I could. Yeah. Like, but then again, that it makes like. That's not in the best interest of companies like Namco that want to sell you Pac-Man every time, like a dozen times again. May, may I reiterate that on the uh, PC, there are no console generations. Oh, it's just, it yeah. just lasts forever. Every but time to be fair, you just Steam, spend $300 every couple of years I for a new graphics card. I've been for four years now, haven't bought shit. So fucking All right. yeah. But no, I'm just saying, like, the other thing, too, there is that Steam is one of the biggest game distributors on Earth, and they already have a no-use games policy. Once you buy that shit, you can't return it. You can't nope. trade it. Yep. That's mm-hmm. there forever. And that's, that's true. Nobody gives a shit. Yep. 
But, but when it you do it in the console, it's a, such a huge paradigm shift that everyone shits the bed and rages on gap. Well, it all, Steam also stays consistent no matter what platform you're on. Exactly. Like I can yeah. play some. I, I buy something for PC, and if it's also available for Mac, it's available on my Mac. I can go download it right now. This is an interesting point. With both the new systems coming out, which is basically PC architecture, there's no reason Steam shouldn't be on both of those, and you oh, should sure. be able to buy the same. Well, the, the reason is that Sony and Microsoft don't want the competition. They don't um, want to share the money. They want they want all well, that because you don't have to license games that go on Steam. I yeah. mean, like Valve does take a cut of sales, but there's no like pre-licensing effort. You know, like mm. it's not the same way. It's not the console market, well, and no crazy approval which process. Which is like and yeah, the console market. Well, the console market is based on the idea that you have to print a disc and sell it in a retailer, whereas Steam is not, and and like they're getting away from that in consoles, but. Uh, I don't think consumers will like that because it just cha- completely changes everything. Like, right. yeah, well, used games. This is a whole but, way but bigger Steam, argument. But Steam mm-hmm. like makes it okay that we don't have used games by cutting them by 50, 60, 75 percent regularly. That seems like that'll happen on consoles now. There's no way that can't happen where they're going to have actual digital downloads that are significantly cheaper than physical retail releases. I think that in general, Sony Sony seems to be a lot more forward thinking right now than Microsoft. Yeah. Like you hear these things about Sony's like, we want all these indie people. We want to, we're breaking down these walls to let them come in. We're courting them. Yes. We don't care. We don't want to make a million dollars off these guys, but the, they want the content, yeah. so they let them in. And they also have a way more flexible pricing policy. Like, if you mm-hmm. want to cut the price, do it. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Microsoft, they plan sales, they tell you how much it costs. Yeah. What's that they, term, is it, where you have to have a slot or something? Well, yeah, they have slots. Publishers have slots. That's why people who like don't need a publisher, they have to go to it fucks a- Axis games. or Activision Ooh, or what. Like, right. please publish me so I can have your slot so it comes out this month, please. Right. Like, yeah, it's because, ridiculous. And then they can't launch it on, this, on Sony because Microsoft also has some rule I'd heard that... If some, it's got to be same week or not. You don't go on Sony first, either same week or don't even show up to Xbox. That's ridiculous. And wow, yeah, they, they maybe they've changed that rule. They got to maybe work that's that. hearsay. Because when I see people say that PC gaming is so expensive, I'm like, yeah, there's a bit of an initial investment. But when I look at your shelf of console games and think that each one of those was sixty dollars, I laugh at you because I spend like twenty dollars on games yep. that I want. Oh, well, Tomb Raider for twenty five bucks the other week. Yeah, it's fucking it's awesome. like, wow. Even nice. if you're buying it used at GameStop, you're still paying more than I am for everything. Well, and that's a they're the problem, in my opinion, with the used game market. It's not the that someone if it's you, not discounted enough nearly. If, yeah, if you buy a game, you should be able to sell it to whoever you want because you bought it. In my mind, yeah. but that's fine. Resell it on eBay, get all your money for it, but. It's GameStop who takes advantage of the used market and twists it into something way worse. Yeah, that's and, true. Like they, it turns it into a massive profit center for them, but not for publishers, developers, mm. or the people who trade in games. Like yes. it's actually a massive scam to everybody. It may be unfair to single out GameStop, considering that Best Buy and other outlets well, yeah, have started yeah, doing the same thing. But it's, it's just that GameStop is kind of the worst offender. They they they're the most blaze the trail. Yeah. <laughs> They make billions every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so, and even though they're still dying, <laughs> well, they're brick and mortar stores. So that's just yeah. it's the end for all it's those. It's going to be digital. I mean, not this console cycle totally. Physical media will stay alive, but 
by the end of this one, it's just seriously, it, it will be over. there will not be physical media because physical not. media seems ridiculous to me already. Yeah. So. It seems ridiculous to Apple, too. That's why not only does my Mac Mini not have a drive of any <laughs> kind, need it. It, be, it, uh, it also doesn't recognize Blu-ray discs. Who cares? Uh, don't need them. Yep. Well, it's weird, though, because it is like it is one of those, I don't know, progress versus archival I give a shit. Because it's like, even if I have something that's still on CD, there's no way for me to access it. And I, I, I mean, I understand the standard now. Like, I have an Air at work, and it's like... I'll never need a fucking CD drive. Like I, I bought a MacBook yeah, Pro a year or two ago for myself. I was like, I need that Ethernet cable port and that CD drive, and I think I can fucking count the times I've used both of those on one hand. So it's yeah. like, yep. I it seems quaint to have like a, a CD drive, a disc, disc what? Yeah, huh? we should we should go crazy though. What what's your craziest yeah, yeah. prediction for the uh, okay? The Xbox? No disc, no disc on the Xbox, <laughs> no disc drive, or also the uh, the always online thing will hook into Epic that. Epic is going through a weird transformation that they're not really talking about, but hmm. they're half owned by a Chinese uh, monster are. company, and almost everyone who you identified with Epic as a developer has left. Yep. And so they're transmogrifying into something for this next gen, and I wonder if they're like their first game is going to be for the 360. Like it's an always online bliggity bloop. <laughs> A bliggity Whatever bloop. those things bliggity are. Bloop. I can't believe they would publish a bliggity bloop. Uh, and maybe also a big shock would be if they reveal Halo 5 and they're like, and it's a launch game. It will not be a launch game. That's a 2014 yeah, game. Yeah, that would that would be a shock. It would be a shock. What what will it fucking launch with? Like, they need one exclusive. Like, it, it could be shitty, but you think they could put together a Forza for it? They need a big deal. Well, it, it'll probably... I would assume that whatever Respawn is making will be... If they got that exclusive, deal. then it. They, I would hope that would be a launch game. But, um, yeah. Or, oh God, Rare's probably making some garbage. Go, oh my God, we're gonna have to watch. <laughs> we're wow. gonna have to watch. We're just the to, pain in your heart, right? Just there. watching you work yourself into yeah. a lather with this thought that just popped into your you head. You just made yourself so mad. Well, because I thought to myself, what are the other companies Microsoft owns? Oh, well, they have Rare. Oh God, Rare. What happened to them? And it is just. Rare became the Connect Studio, mm-hmm. and so now they're working on. They haven't put out a game in about two years, I believe, mm-hmm. and which a lot of people thought that meant they've been working hard on next Xbox, and so uh, we'll probably see the garbage thing Rare's been making for babies. Like hey, whatever. It could be- Connect Sports Three or something. We have to assume some kind of built-in connect. Like, I mean, the way Sony did. Well, they have to built-in connect because. It, it, or it has uh, to come with it and just yeah. be a part of the console. Yeah, actually, that's my prediction that we won't have a controller. Your body will be the controller. What? The next gen controller. I can't wait for E3 when the mirror of my hotel room tells me that I'm the controller Ooh. again. Oh Christ! Uh, I also I think they will. Well, they won't say money. But I think it will be five hundred bucks. But uh, yeah, that I, seems reasonable just across the board. I'll I mean, probably show that same Unreal Four demo, uh, and we'll yeah. all go, "Boy, particle effects!" I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say, support for apps, Android apps, so you can play apps on the fucking oh, system. Oh yeah, it'll be like, it's hey, like fuck a built-in you, Ooh, yeah, fuck yeah. you, huh? Uh, Windows Eight integration. It'll, it'll run <laughs> well, Windows yeah. RT. Oh, I yeah. I swear to God, the, the interface will no, that's be Windows 100 percent correct. Yeah, yeah Windows absolutely. 8 is, that's right. That's yeah. why people are saying it's Infinity. You and they will say it. Side, you get Infinity. And they will say it like it's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they will come out and say that's yeah. the best way to phrase it. Guess I, what, guys? 
Windows, Windows 8 on the yep. Xbox. The Windows 8 that you all love and buy on the Xbox. And then they'll wait for applause and all the journalists will... Um, and oh, the oh. Yeah, actual chorus of crickets. <laughs> and the co- and the controller is a Surface. <laughs> wow, you guys oh. They're you know, so going to do I'd that because be honestly, I feel like Microsoft feels like it has to respond to Apple more than it has to respond to Sony. Mm. So they're going to, res- you know, they're going to want to like... That's interesting, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just well, like, they, they don't want the iPad to beat Surf. I mean, yeah, they see the it more as like better, a PC but... that plays games as opposed to like yeah. Sony, which is like this is a game yeah. console. So they, they want to make sure you know that you can get HBO Go and you can use Ugh. your Microsoft yeah. Surface and and no, use it that's... To, I, to be fair, I use Windows 8 at home. I let somebody talk me into like getting the the cheap thirty dollar upgrade or whatever. I don't totally hate it but, personally. Well, it's I all I use my PC for really is Steam and uh, porn. Well, no, uh, video capture, so Steamy I can porn. I can grab screenshots from my 360 when I'm reviewing Steamy stuff. Steamy porn screenshots. Uh-huh. Well, I use my Mac for porn. Okay, nice. Um, <laughs> Classic. I do think uh, that brings up a good point. I think like I love you, Diana. I bet more than half of the show will be non-games. It will be not mm-hmm. just. I'm not just saying interface either. It'll be like, and here's all the apps: Netflix, yeah. ESPN. It'll be more MLB, than, even more than Sony did. NFL. Which, like, that that doesn't make me too like I like the idea that this is like a complete entertainment center because I do use Netflix on yeah no 360 so do I, I yeah. do use no Hulu. Netflix sucks shit on the 360 yeah like, but the I, point that's, is it's the reason I turn on my PS3 for Netflix like that's not not thing. everyone is us who has a PS3 a 360 a Wii U a Wii. A, uh, well, in my uh, America, that also plays <laughs> like three different generations of PS3 uh, sitting in front of our TVs. Um, I'm just saying, like that is that many systems. <laughs> That's two just, generations. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you only own one console, what, whichever one it is, like people get mad and like just talk about games. I'm like. No, I'll probably spend more time watching Netflix and playing games on on my 360. Every time or, or I see whatever. a certain Charlie Barrett online, he's using HBO yeah. Go. He ain't come on, yeah, you know, he ain't playing games. Come on, Charlie Damn Barrett, man. he got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, but like I, I don't mind the idea that they're gonna spend some time on apps because I use those apps and I like them. Well, the reason I bring up like yeah. the game apps, like the Android, like I don't know, like whatever, even iOS. That's not. a really good idea. That, but, but no, it's like it won't be Android because Microsoft would never cooperate with Google. That's oh yeah, you're 100 correct. But uh, just the idea too that you have all these free to play games, and the idea that free to play games are pretty much totally verboten on fucking consoles is retarded because those games make so much money on PC, and there is no is reason. The only one which is hilarious. Uh, like, there's no reason that at kind all, of like, like snored out this week or last week. <laughs> like, all right, you're you're all wrong. It's whatever we just saw. Yes. Uh, after this, will have gone live. Um, or before, actually. Before this will have gone live, so we will be twice as wrong. Um, <laughs> We're so wrong. I'm I hope using... Steve Ballmer is there. I hope so, too. I really He's such a too. charismatic presence on stage. <laughs> I hope we find really... out about how much they care about developers. It'll mm-hmm. be Don Matrick's weird face. You know how much they care about developers? How much? Developers, 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 developers. Developers, 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 developers. Come on, Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love this company. Woo! All right, all right. Yeah! I'm on board. Developers, yeah, developers, yeah. developers, developers. Continue, right. Michael. No. Um, we should we should actually <laughs> no. move on to the community segment because I'm sure this has been like more than an hour mm-hmm. on this one. 52 minutes. 52 Oh, good. Cool. We're coming in under the wire then. Um, question of the week. Uh, last, week's answer, or last week's question of the week was, uh, what's a moment in a game 
that has made you just totally over the moon happy. And we actually got quite a few uh, responders this week, quite a few mentioning Rayman, which was interesting. <laughs> but um, Ubisoft plans thanks to uh, Anne. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Kami J says... For me, the portion of Journey where you slide down the huge sand mountain between the beautiful and surreal reflection of the light off the sand and the swell of orchestral music made me happy for reasons that can never really be expressed in words and permanently cemented it as one of my favorite games of all time artistically. That's a good point. Yeah, a good example. I like yeah, that. Yeah, though I felt happier in heaven at the, at the end of the game. Uh, somebody else mentioned that, but yeah. I didn't cut it because eh, two Journey things. Uh, yeah, fuck that game. <laughs> That you scored fine. it the right thing, Michael, with that eight. That was the right score for that game. It is plagued Don't, with hyperbole. But yeah. It is a nice Ugh. little game. Yeah. I know. It's one of those... Revelatory. Revelatory. Yeah. I hate those games like are packaged to be called... For, uh, packaged for hyperbolic statements about it. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Not, not to pimp my own tweet, but I think I had a good one where I was like, this game is literally a shining beacon of hope that will lower itself from heaven and resurrect the gaming industry. <laughs> Uh, but then I feel bad for bullying him because I'm like, oh, some a small company tried to do something beautiful, and they did. Uh, why? <laughs> they did. How dare they? Why did they? Why no, did no, they no. sell out and work for Activision? They did do something beautiful. They gave us a chance to shit all over this person's happiest moment. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not at all their fault that the hyperbole yeah. came out of it. Yeah, they made something great. Yeah, they did. Where's I haven't Garden? played it, by the way. So. It's ninety. It's ninety minutes. It is man. literally an hour and a half to beat. You will, but that's not what it's yeah. about, man. It's not what it's about, that's man. That's kind of why I gave it. An it's eight. about the connection with your fellow player, Smoke Dog Four Twenty, so. <laughs> which is great when their name shows I up at the that. end. It's a all right. Smoke Dog. Breckenridge's Scourge says I have to give two instances: a multiplayer and a single player. Multiplayer was back in the day when I was playing Star Fox sixty four split screen with my friends. They all picked our wings while whilst. Or while I foolishly chose the Landmaster because tanks. I ended up <laughs> wow, wiping the floor with them, idea. much to their chagrin. I, having never won a multiplayer game against these particular friends, was ecstatic. But then we played Diddy Kong Racing and I got my shit wrecked. <laughs> Single player was the end of Portal 2 when, spoiler alert, I shot Wheatley into motherfucking space. Fortunately, no one had spoiled the end for me. Well, now you spoiled the end for everyone else, so fuck you. Dick. Over uh, two years. <laughs> so when that final part started and the roof exploded, I was frantically shooting portals around the room when I looked through the roof and saw the moon. Thinking to myself, this will never work, I shot the portal and mind fucking blown! That did blow up, yeah. I think I literally danced for joy. That did blow my mind. That was a great moment. I, yeah. I caught it as through the game. Like, they have a couple one-off mm. things to say the pit, the white stuff is moon dust like they yeah. got it from the moon so they 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 hint they give it hints <coughs> i can't believe it's oh. been two years since that was right your into last, the mic tyler that was yeah. your last games <laughs> radar was, review on staff it was, and, actually man, oh wow over i remember two years ago they valve sent a courier with a xbox 360 copy that got to me saturday morning uh and the embargo review embargo was that monday Sweet. And, uh, Lizzie Cuevas came over and stayed up all night Saturday night with me playing co-op. Oh. Uh, so that I could do that. 
after I spent all day Saturday beating the single player. Jesus Christ. And I spent all day Sunday re-beating the single player because I was not only reviewing it, but writing a guide. So oh, I had to uh, fuck. capture everything how, I how did. How dare we do that to you? That's awful. So that was a fun weekend. My very last like weekend, grueling Games Raider weekend before I went to PC Gamer, uh, where I now have fraps and interns. I would uh, say that's the closest a white man can ever get to sweatshop labor. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Playing a video. I, game I tweeted today because I was doing this. I was at work mining asteroids in Eve while setting up a program to mine bitcoins, and I tweeted, "Do you want to know what privilege is?" And <laughs> <laughs> <Man. laughs> do you want to read those six? Those six, okay. Uh, those six says, I couldn't record it because I don't have any PS3 capture equipment, but from Metal Slug Anthology, when playing Metal Slug 3, I think stage two or three, when you become a zombie, there a hidden path you can take by blasting of the door of a frozen coal mine, which when followed all the way leads to a dead end and a frozen mammoth. When you free the mammoth, you can ride him back, killing tons of enemies on the way back. But this isn't all of it. You could feed him. Oh no! You could feed him batteries to get it to shoot lightning out of its nostril, comma. So I guess capital S. So I guess the I under lowercase I. Guess the moment would be me riding a mammoth equipped what appears to be Vulcan cannons and shooting lightning while my friend rides on the back spewing zombie blood vomit, giving me cover fire. I have no idea if any of that's true or not. I know you can turn to a zombie. And I know you can. Get I, that I know mammoth. you can. Okay, so you can get the mammoth. Okay. it's not just something. That's that a funny story. Thanks. Mike, you want to read Soren seventy five fifty? Soren seventy five fifty. Thank you, Mike. <clears throat> One instance that I can recall is during my first playthrough of Mass Effect when you need Anderson to unlock the Normandy systems <laughs> so that you could go on to save the galaxy. I chose to have him break into Udina's office to do this, and as you see Anderson make his way to Udina, I yelled at my TV, punch him in the face, and to my surprise, Anderson punched, proceeded to punch Udina in the face, causing me to exclaim, Mein Gott, he punched him in the face! The TV actually listened to me! <laughs> <laughs> wow alright it is nice though when you get it's to see it's a beautifully dry humor I like mm -hmm. that you very rarely do get to see someone actually punch in the face though and most games want you to feel that but very few are the games that give you that luxury I do like those rare moments yeah. when you feel something should happen in a movie or a TV show but you're like that's not gonna happen and then it does like, it, it makes totally you feel so does. smart for understanding tropes exactly <laughs> I am a genius <laughs> You don't think I she's going to have greatest. that baby in the elevator, do you? Oh, my goodness. The elevator broke down. Tyler, do you want to read Flip Doc? All right. <coughs> is that an app? Huh? <laughs> Flip Doc. It sounds like it should be. It probably is. The very end of Assassin's Creed 3. I love the previous titles, but I despised 3. Mm -hmm. I'm reading this dramatically. <laughs> the unlikable protagonist? Boring story? And so many God damn Desmond sections. Ugh! The only fun thing that kept me playing was the naval warfare. I was over the fucking moon when the game ended. It's a bit harsh. What is this, Portal 2? <laughs> Objectively, it wasn't a terrible game. But subjectively, I think it was garbage. Trash. And on a less cynical note, Raymond Origins. The stupidly embarrassing grin I had on my face while playing that game 
is something I haven't felt since I was a kid. I guess that's what it does. Remind me of childhood hardcore platformers. Because that game was hard as dicks. Yeah. Dicks are pretty hard. Sweet nostalgia. That makes it. Why were you talking about Assassin's Creed 3 and then Raymond Origins was your answer? I feel like you should have self edited <laughs> I'm really confused. I'm very. Ubisoft employee. I, I liked it because it was an Ubisoft uh, slam and then an Ubisoft praise. It was, so it's, it's it was, balanced. I Ubisoft hated Assassin's Creed 3, to, but boy, Raymond Origins. And now Ubisoft's back to neutral territory in that guy's mind. Uh, <clears throat> Dr. Blanca says I actually had a recent moment that fits this question. After working 6 to 11 in the morning on a Saturday, I went to the nearest EB Games to Gross. wait for my mom, sister, and brother. I decided to look around in the EB Games. Wow, you're dropping a lot of EB Games names here. <laughs> you guys ever go to ebgames.com? Hey, check out EB yeah. Games at EB your games. local mall. EB Games? EB Games? And their, their, Electronics uh, Boutique. Their mascot, Elbow? <laughs> Elbow Games? Uh-huh. Uh, I decided to look around in the EB Games while waiting and played Rayman Legends. The demo level was Castle Rock, where you run to the song Black Betty. That's the best. That is I the love best. That stage. I went from being incredibly tired and a little mad to cracking a giant grin on my face. The enemies in the background popping up to match the melody was just too much to stay mad at. And uh, here's one tailored for you, Henry. Crepe Crisis. <laughs> Crepe. Crepe Crisis. Uh, let's see here. Boo-boo-boo. All right. If the fight with the third Colossus in Shadow of the Colossus was my whoa moment for that game, then the battle with the Bossaron, the giant tortoise with the geyser battlefield, has probably the happiest moment in the game. There was just something so jaw-dropping about the scene and the scale of the fight that got me to feel the feels. All of them. All the feels. Also, and I finally got a double eagle in Hot Shots Golf World International Invitational, which was the final trophy I needed a platinum. That was super happy times. That is an achievement, too. A double eagle? <laughs> you don't just get a double eagle. I thought you were making a joke that that trophy was an achievement. That, yeah, huh? Oh, mm-hmm. no. I'm a, I'm a poet and I didn't know it. <clears throat> to hurt, to hurt. Slow Octopus says, One of my ultra-happy gaming memories isn't from one game exactly, but kind of a whole day of them. Back in 2011, I got to play some Red Dead Redemption with Michael and some Team Fortress 2 and Left 4 Dead 2 with Tyler during the Games Radar 24-hour marathon. Wow. His happiest memory is us. Oh, That's so sad. So pandering. (laughs) Such pandering. (laughs) So pandering. And yet it worked. (laughs) They were some pretty fun multiplayer matches. And they were made even better by playing with some of my favorite podcasters. (laughs) Keep touching my penis. Keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Then, immediately after I watched the live stream of all the GR staff saying goodbye, I left for what I thought was a birthday dinner for my mom. Turns out my girlfriend had planned a big surprise party for my 30th birthday. I hung out with all my friends and got nice and drunk late into the evening. Among my birthday gifts were Portal 2 and a ton of PSN gift cards that I used to buy Mass Effect 2 with all its DLC, every last piece. Why are you reading it like a ghost? <laughs> it was one of my favorite days in recent memory, and I always associate it no. with the GR Marathon and two of my favorite games in my collection. Well, you just warmed Scrooge's heart. Thank you, Slow Octopus. That's a very yes, nice So wait, so did you ever celebrate that your mom's birthday? Sweet. Who gives a like, shit about his mom? He's suck- and this is sucking birthday our dicks right now. On the same day guys. as his yeah. mom's birthday? Is that mom's right yeah. fuck them man you guys are so negative this that guy spent such... literally two paragraphs telling you how great you were you're like fuck this guy you guys are cocks that was such a weird turn in the story no like... i was saying moms right fuck them 
Ah, uh, well, it yeah. It was such Oops. a weird turn in the story. Yeah. Of, <laughs> it was such a weird turn in the story of like, well, it was my mom's birthday, but it was also my birthday. Like, that's almost dream logic. Like, but then it was my birthday party instead of my mom's. And, it turns yeah. out he's David Lynch. David Lynch is a big <laughs> GR fan. All right. Michael, do you have a specific one you want to... No, just read any. You can you can even okay. scroll down because I don't think from, you're going to get This is from Flory000 or Florio. My, quote, happy moment... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's quoted and capitalized. Is, in, is from Majora's Mask. When I was a kid, I was pretty terrible at that game and I couldn't get past the first part where you're stuck as a Deku and you have three in-game days to do a bunch of stuff to turn back into Link. When I finally, because it's in caps, got past that part and was able to play a Link, able to play a Link, I was ecstatic. I guess sometimes my happiest moments are when I get past a very difficult or relatively difficult considering my age part of a game. I didn't read that before I read it. But yeah, I guess getting past a difficult part is uh, nice. I was eighteen when I played. The <laughs> Holy George shit! Mask. Yeah. Wow. I was well, tiny baby. Well, you were sixteen. If you were nineteen eighty four, you were sixteen in two thousand when Majora's Mask. Tiny came baby. Out. Yeah. Tiny baby driving was, car to school. I was twenty two. Goo goo gaga. Wear me class. How go, I pump go. gas in car. I was born in nineteen eighty five. Ga ga go Mask. I don't know. <laughs> I guess, like, is there any hard part of a game you got past that made you feel good? I, I'm having a hard time. I remembering. felt euphoric happiness when I finally beat the uh, the Super Meat Boy. High five, Henry. Yeah, yeah Same. I Same. felt it too. Because well, high five, Tyler. And then I gave it a ninety. Well, because that you got your you got a box quote and I didn't, and we gave it the same damn score. Because I'm better. Yeah. Well, you were PC gamer. That's that right. The, but the, yeah, that you beat. I felt so awesome when I finally beat, um, uh, hit, got the missile to hit the, the switch and drop Dr. Fetus. And I was like, yeah, super awesome. No, there's a, that was half of the level. No. Yeah, that other half You had to do the rough. Metroid explosion chase. But when you finally beat that, I was like, yes, I am the greatest. And then you're like, oh, I have all the dark. Yeah, and then you give and up and you're like I'm the greatest fucking and then you delete it from your Steam <laughs> library and just don't go back I got through Dark World 2 then when, when I got to Dark World 3 I was like I can't no. I <laughs> no. gotta stop done I'm gonna read two more short ones uh, Zeb364 says the opening of the Scott Pilgrim game yes when Anamanaguchi's Scott Pilgrim anthem kicks in for the first time accompanied with the pixel sprites of the comic characters it put me in such a state of bliss I put down the controller and just Masturbated, experienced it. <laughs> yeah, we used Anamanaguchi as podcast opening before they were cool. So whatever, that's so true. So whatever. Way before anybody knew who they were, and people that's were right. like, "What is that song?" It's like, it's like Helix Nebula, you shit. Fuck. Their new wow, album. You guys are such douche lord hipsters. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I am wearing fucking Converse, man. <laughs> Their new album, Endless Fantasy, out now. Yeah. You should go. That's get true. It. You should. Yeah. It's amazing. I got it through the Kickstarter, which you can also I just, support. So you bought it before? It was cool, Henry. I did. I just <laughs> want everyone to know that now that they're cool, we totally knew them before they were cool. We yeah. talked to them and stuff, sort yeah. of. We did. They they recognize the, the name Talk Radar and they're like, oh, you're the Talk Radar guys. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, back when we could get in touch with them. Not anymore. Yeah, back when they were accessible. <laughs> now they're too cool for us. Yeah, they're well. They were always too cool for us. Let's oh, not sure. Kid, that's kid ourselves. That's true. And they put on a great live show. If they're in they, your area, they put you out an amazing live to go show. See yes, them. yes. And I'm not a fucking. I've seen them three. Even times. if you don't like chip tunes, no, exactly. So go see Yanomanuguchi. Yes. 100%. Uh, Dango Mushi says, happiest moment in a game, slamming down the first big hill in Crazy Taxi and catching so much air. I need to read this like the Crazy Taxi announcer. <laughs> catching so much air that you fly right over several trolleys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right out of the gate, this game hit me with so much freedom and excitement. And of course, that yeah, 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 yeah for offspring. <clears throat> it was a roller coaster of emoticons. <laughs> I'm sure he meant to say emotions, but no, I think that was I, clever. Yeah, yeah let's let's assume clever and because right. uh, I'm imagining a roller coaster just covered with a smiley face. Actually, and... I think most people hammer these quotes out or these comments out on their phone and they're just like, "Fuck yeah, it, probably." Yeah, fuck it. That's true. <laughs> Motocons, why not? DGA, sure. who gives a shit? I edited in this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the? Uh, I I saw a funny thing. It was uh, it was uh, forget it. It was typos. Wow, this it, is fascinating. It was typos and texts from your parents, and one of them, like, uh, was, "Hey, I'm eating at your mom tonight." And Ugh. the guy, the the, fa- the son, was like, "Why are you telling me this?" And he says, "He says that was supposed to be eating out with your mom." I, no, I oh. Why would you send that text to your kid anyway? I'm eating at your mom. Then. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna go home and play Call of Duty. <laughs> Maybe don't wait up. I won't be home. <laughs> yeah. uh, to be fair, my family sends me texts about like mundane stuff they're doing that I'm like, do am I? Do you think I'm supposed to respond to this? Like I'm playing Far Cry. I don't. I don't know. My like, parents what? aren't okay. really into texts. They they yeah. were still they're still all over the phone. Mm. Yeah. Same. Mm. Thank goodness. I think my favorite uh, autocorrect joke phone thing was uh, somebody saying like, "Oh, uh, I was over at your apartment earlier and I raped your fish." Uh, <laughs> like what? Like, oh, I'm sorry. I met your dog. Damn, autocorrect. Autocorrect. That's how you make rape funny. You just don't get context. All right, we need a new question of the week. Sure do. Let's make it. What game do you would you actually be excited for if they made it into a movie? Huh. Good question. Yeah, um, Good. I I want to say Assassin's Creed, but cool. I don't know. Like it's, so much of that is promising. The um, thing is, like I don't think the well, future stuff. You, you got Fassbender. You got uh, Ubisoft exercising draconian creative control. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it works, it could be brilliant. I'm just not sure that it'll work because I'm not 100% sure at this point that it's even possible to make a good video game movie unless it's called Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, I, uh, I, geez, what I want, I think, uh, I think it would work better as like a short film kind of thing, but like the, I really like the universe of the Bit Trip Runner character. Like, I think it'd be, it'd be fun. It'd be just a neat little silent five minute short that they could put before things. And I also think, like, the way their animation, they make it anyway, like, they could do it in engine, I think. And it, it would look pretty good. I'd say uh, LA Noir because they already made a movie and it was called LA Confidential. That's true. 
So uh, that's it. Except this <laughs> yeah. movie stars TV show actors and not movie stars. That's true. Yeah, when you think about it that way, it's even weirder. Mm. And it's better. Actually, what was it? Uh, Shoot 'em Up is another one where it's like, this is how you make a video game movie. <laughs> yeah, and point. nobody has made this. Yeah. Nobody mm. does this. It's always just like, well, how can we make the shittiest sci fi channel B movie imaginable? And, and, and then yeah. we make that. And the two crank movies, too, are. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another like, one. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this. Th- those are two GTA movies. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are great. Yeah, my my instinct is to go to a game like La Noire that's already just story heavy and just like, okay, take the story, adapt it. What's harder is taking gameplay and adapting that to a film. That's it's actually like, impossible. It is impossible because it's like. People are like, oh well, what if Bioshock was a movie? What if Bioshock Infinite was? It's like, well, most of that game is walking around eating shit out of trash cans <laughs> and shooting people and then the murdering face. people uh-huh. so murdering hundreds no, that of would, people that game's like, already called or that game's already a movie it's called hobo with a shotgun yeah <laughs> but if you took the story yeah i'm sure you could turn it into something but it would not be anything like playing the game it would be mm-hmm. very different that was in the prince of persia movie i thought it would be good when like prince of persia oh, movie could, was surprisingly could, decent i will say yeah, 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 maybe that's For, charitable for a video game movie. But he... Okay, fine. Okay, for a video game movie, yes, it's definitely like top tier. This piece of garbage was pretty good. This piece, piece of, of garbage <laughs> was on top of the garbage can, and if I were homeless, I would eat this piece of garbage first. But he only spends about three minutes of the movie, like, free running, which, like, free running is the hot thing... Well, was the hot thing to do in films at that time. Yeah. Well, there's, it's easy to get people to do parkour with film. Yeah. Yeah. Also was another uh, wonderful turn for Ben Kingsley and his full-on Ken Bingsley phase. Yes. Which is, for for people who don't listen to Laser Time, that is the name that I've assigned Ben Kingsley and all his shitty roles. Ken Bingsley? He should just just credit himself as Ken Bingsley so we know it's a bad movie up front. (laughs) Mm. That, uh, Thunderbirds, Blood Rain, all that shit. Apparently, like, Cleaver. Gabe Newell announced he was... Hanging out with Abrams, working on a Portal or Half Life movie, yeah. which both seem like bad ideas. Like, I don't see what you could get that, what you could squeeze gonna, out of G. those G. for a movie. Abrams is the busiest man in Hollywood. And How why is he, is he even a movies? good guy to make those movies? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't he, even trust him with Star Trek, even though I know would, I'll kind he would of enjoy get it. those movies made. Like, they would get produced yeah. because his name's attached. But yeah. All right, so uh, that's our question of the week. Um, what game do you think would make a, a great movie that hasn't been done yet? Uh, are you actually still excited for game movies? Cubert. Let it, yeah, Cubert needs. Well, Cubert got a Saturday morning cartoon show. Oh, it's really? part of Saturday Supercade, yes. Who oh, would know there's... anything about that in this group of friends? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, if you want to answer the question of the week, uh, go to vidigameapocalypse.com and find the article for this week's show, comment under it, or you can go to lasertime.com slash forums, go into Lasertime show discussion, find the thread for this question of the week, and uh, let us know there. And we may read your answer on the air. Who knows? Anything could happen. It's an infinite universe. <laughs> Spoilers. There's Spoilers. Always light, there's always a lighthouse. Yep. There's always yeah. a lighthouse in there's this some, There's some alternate universe where we read your questions. So even Spoiler. if we don't, just remember that. Spoilerverse. There's another universe where you read our questions. <laughs> in parallel universe, question reads you. <laughs> it's Soviet universe. <laughs> uh, 
All right. So that's our show. Who's got stuff to plug? You Henry? first, man. All right. Yes, fine. Uh, hey, I work at GamesRadar.com. Go there for stuff. I write things on there. Uh, one thing I'm Good proud plug. of that I... Well, one thing I'm very <laughs> proud of I wrote this week was uh, right after Scribblenauts DC got announced... Scribblenauts and Mask, whatever that's what it's called. I wrote a story of like 20 or 15 things we want to try in Scribblenauts DC immediately. And it's a bunch of obscure... DC phrases that, uh, and this is like future proofing because the first time I preview that game, I'm going to test all those words and get back to you with the results, kids. Uh, and also, you can listen to Radio Radar. We do a podcast on there too uh, on uh, gamesradar.com. That's the name of it. And uh, let's <laughs> do it there, guys. Cool. All right. Grim? Uh, yeah, we do this thing at uh, Wikia called Twitch Tuesdays. We stream good games and bad games on Tuesdays at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we did uh, Way of the Dog this week, which is Snoop Dogg's oh, DLC man. rhythm fighting oh, game, nice. which is a total pile of shit. <laughs> that so, game, like, is not even Owen Don. Like, it's, it's, like, it wants to be Owen Don, but... It also rubber bands the inputs, so if you put things incorrectly, it doesn't matter. It'll let you win and let you lose at times as it deems necessary. Oh, fun. Terrible. Really cool. But yeah. Sounds awful. You know what I hate about Way of the Dog is that <laughs> commenters think they're smart when they're like, I think you mean Snoop Lion. Like, no, he's fucking Snoop Dogg in the game. I am being correct saying this game stars Snoop Dogg because that's what they call him and he's credited as. Henry is an authority on rap music and don't ever fucking question it. <laughs> Hanging outside of my vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tyler? PCGamer.com. I don't know what else to say. Go to our uh, uh, website and listen to our podcast too. Actually, the last one has uh, Ryan Talzenick. And Greg of Games Raider, uh, both uh, of them. both of Games Raider, who are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Greg, I said his name wrong when I introduced him uh, for PC Gamer. Greg Henninger, I said it's Henninger. Uh, I apologize to him, but uh, that was a fun podcast because uh, we were drinking at work a little bit. It had been a happy hour. They it made had us been drink. A, they, it was a company mandated drinking. It was. Well, also, How dare you mispronounce that man's name? I know. I can't get over that. I know. I felt bad about it. I well, still feel bad. He was our intern at Peace Gamer for a long time. Well, also, the cats were away, right? Because uh, no Logan or Evans. So you yeah, got to do my, whatever you want. My boss and boss are away. <laughs> so, but go to PeaceGamer.com. We just introduced Gamer Rank. Which is gamer a, rank. a feature that's kind of neat. Yeah, you can tie your Steam account to your PC Gamer account, and we track what everyone's playing, and so you can sort of compare what you're playing huh. to everyone else who neat. reads the huh. site, which that is kind of cool. cool. That yeah. is neat. Yeah, and see like what the most played games are. Uh, spoiler, Dota 2. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. The kids that's, like that. Like it's and uh, it's football, no League of Legends. Football Manager 2013 apparently is quite. Oi! Oi, mate. Oi, oi, oi. Manchester! <laughs> Michael? Uh, you can read my reviews for Karateka Classic and uh, Sid Meier's Ace Patrol on MacLife.com, both of which I wholeheartedly endorse. Uh, you can also read my review for Metro Last Life at OXMOnline.com. Last Light. Last, last Light? What did I say? Last Life? Last Life. Oh. <laughs> Metro Last Light. Sid um, Meier's Metro just, Last just, Life. Just because of that, I'm, I'm going to say more nice things about it. It is a wonderfully atmospheric shooter that I think rivals Bioshock Infinite in places. Uh, I think it's even more impressive what they were able to accomplish given the conditions they were working in. Uh, you should play it. 
uh, play it on PC because it's cheaper. Um, I second Michael's opinion. It's very good so far. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty I fantastic. And if you didn't like Metro 2033 much, you will probably like this better. If you did like Metro 2033 a lot and you don't, uh, you you want that realistic gameplay, uh, you might be a little disappointed, but it's still fantastic. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Wikiparas. Oh yeah, Twitter. Yeah, at, everybody forgot Twitter. At H E N E R E Y G. Henry Jean. Anyone else? Pseudobred. P S E U D O B R E A D. Ah. Tyron underscore Wild. T Y L E R underscore W L D E. And you can follow the podcast <gasps> at VG Apocalypse. So uh, get on that train. There might be cool things in store in the future that you won't get without following it. So that's our show. Lottie fucking da. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Bye.